Technicalties. <laughs> we, indeed. Wait, so Jay helped us? Technicalties. Right. Really? Was that what fixed uh, it? Yeah, I mean, so for the here. moment. Nice. Uh, and also the network whom I spoke with. The power of uh, autism. Yeah, told me that no, <laughs> no. Told me no, no. Uh, you did everything right on your end. Apparently wow. not. So we'll have to keep an eye on things. We uh, appear to be live. Can you verify the audio? I did uh, right before yeah. um, I heard you saying check, okay. check, check, and uh, I think we're live, guys. All right, I, that's on LRN.FM. It was on. Um, I wonder if. Oh, hey, let's uh, let's go over here. Is this uh, Major Payne? Hello, Major. Check one, two. Major pain. I can't hear you. Give us a call back. Uh, I would like for somebody. Is, uh, was chat uh, guest phones lo- uh, muted? Sorry. Anybody who has me on Telegram, just go ahead and tell me how you're listening. I am not. No, all <laughs> of that. still something wrong. Go ahead, Mark. Anybody who has me on Telegram, just go ahead and tell me how you're listening to Free Talk Live. Yeah. I suspect something is still incorrect because... When uh, it's supposed to be commercial time, this so is where I believe in cooperative build. I hear it. Yeah. Got gotcha you on Odyssey is uh, what one person says. Okay. Um. So. Yep. So at least the live stream is functioning. Uh, as far as the web stream over at yep. watch.freetalklive.com. Worst case scenario, we just do a web show. That's fine with that. Yeah. Uh, and it's just nothing going out on the radio because that could be a problem. Well. Uh, no, there is something there, going GCN on. GCN has to be delivering yeah. something. Yeah, there is something oh. going on on it the radio. Okay. Uh, although I it got, uh, does claim we're still connected. Odyssey. Odyssey. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's check with this guy. It's Rob in Vermont. Rob, can you hear me? Absolutely, brother. I've been nice. waiting for you to get the snafu fixed uh, straightened out. Yeah, how are you listening, Rob? As good as it always does. How how are you listening? Are on the radio or on the internet? I'm listening on Odyssey. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, Yeah. You know, leave it to, uh, you know, have this situation, of course, on this particular day where the technicalities, you know, and I've actually uh, trained for this very moment and success has been had previously. So as far as what went wrong, I'm still not sure, but uh, we're sending something out somewhere. We're going to have to mark manually keep our eyes on the time. Hmm. Uh, for Otherwise, the, we won't know. Uh, yeah, because no right now music? we don't have the. Uh, yeah, we don't. No have bumper music. Okay. Um, currently. Well, yeah. who are we? Who are we? Yes. Uh, well, this is Free Talk Live. Some version of it, a special edition, Monday night edition. And we're crap. Well, oh my God. <laughs> we usually save Captain that for Sundays. Yeah, we, we usually save that for Sundays, Mark. It's 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 a stream. I can do whatever I want. That's true. <laughs> Although, while I think we're only broadcasting uh, online right now, uh, let's just pretend that we're doing the radio yeah. show in case GCN is picking this up and rebroadcasting to all of our fabulous radio stations carrying us. Um, so Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Uh, at least online is where it's coming from uh, for as you know long as we can for the usual length of this show, which is three hours. Yeah. Uh, Rob, we appreciate your patience. Uh, I assume you were calling for a reason. What's on your mind? Well, I mean, uh, I saw that there was an issue and you couldn't get to the last call. So I figured, okay, I'm going to, I've been like, I've been listening to this show captain for 15, 16 years almost religiously, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I listen to all of them, but 
damn near, and they're always been live. Yeah, we do appreciate that, uh, Rob, and it's really the uh, it's the end of an era today. Um, I came in last night uh, quite late. I uh, got to see my good friend Ian and uh, his wife Bonnie. Went to sleep. Went with both of them this morning to court with the expectation of, you know, a sentencing of some sort, but that Ian would likely be going home with us, and that didn't happen. So We were all hoping for that, and it, it is, I mean, it's, I'm really kind of beside myself in this whole situation because I, it, I can't believe that that has happened to this wonderful man. Yeah. You know, and it's heartbreaking to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm gonna miss him. Yeah, it's uh, it's a sad day, and uh, you know, it's not that the court didn't get to hear this. Uh, lots and lots of people, uh, you know, re. I mean, you know, the court acknowledged, the judge acknowledged that there were many, many, many letters that were sent in, um, you know, in support of Ian and. I'm not going to claim those letters did no good because I think they did, but at the same time, uh, you know, yeah, it, the judge it, acted like he already had a, res- a scripted thing that he said. It felt that way. It sure did feel that way. Um, there was a whole bunch of GCNlive.com FTL stream is live. Oh, nice. That's an important stream. Yeah. For what's going on in the airwaves. Yeah, indeed. But. So is, uh, is, is there going to be yes. an appeal on this at all? Or well, yes, uh, there there will be uh, an appeal. Of appeals course, appeals aren't magic, Rob. Um, everything that, the only appeals can only be brought up on things that were objected to, and mm. those objections didn't turn out the way that we had hoped, and things that were brought up. So, for instance, it certainly can be appealed. The jury's. Uh, uh, verdict, but that is a hard thing to overturn. Now, admittedly, things what we call frame of mind charges like conspiracy, RICO Act, um, money laundering. In this case, uh, conspiracy to commit money laundering. Uh, you know, the tax evasion. All of these are a frame of mind. You have to know what the frame of mind of the perpetrator was. These kind of things, Alan Dershowitz, the uh, famous American attorney, um, currently active, says that he teaches his university students that if you want to get a conviction, go for the RICO Act. If you want, but expect to see it overturned on appeal. So hmm. it, an appeal is not out of the question. It's just that appeals aren't magic. Yeah, it's not a, another bite at the apple. So uh, today, uh, essentially. Ian got eight years is what his sentence was. Yeah. And uh, he got uh, two years probation. Thanks for the call, Rob. I appreciate that. I uh, appreciate anybody who telling us uh, what's going on on the air. And I think we are on the radio. Yeah, that now. was nice. I called yeah. uh, help with the technical tease. All right. Let me, I'm just going to test a thing because, you know, we don't. We no, no, no. Nope. That's not us on the air. Yeah. Somebody um, else uh, so Larry, on the air. But I don't know what that is and where that audio is coming is from. Is that LRN.FM? Uh, it's hard to tell. Hmm, okay. At this point, we're on GCN Live's stream, so I would expect that we're on radio stations. Yeah, I was hoping to pull up uh, one of our radio stations that are, you know, broadcasting or supposedly broadcasting today, because I know there's fewer stations that carry the Monday show yeah. than 
than others. So, Penguin, and, can you go ahead and pull up us? Uh, go up to affiliates.freetalklive.com, find a station, pull it up, see if uh, we're being broadcast. Well, and, station. and our website changed a little bit too, so I don't know that all those links are you know go to where it's supposed to go. Hopefully, it does. Uh, but we can talk about that uh, you know during the break or whatever. Figure out our technicalties there. Our technicalties shouldn't be part of the show. And yes, I am using technicalties. That's it's, a portmanteau. It's been a special day, and uh, as it goes. Yeah, so, uh, like, if you're just tuning in, uh, Ian Freeman sentenced to eight years. For, two years probation. Uh, eight years plus two years of probation, yep. right? So a total of ten, essentially. $40,000 in fines. <sighs> but yeah. more uh, money grabs to come. Yep. Yeah, they're, more they're talking about making him pay, quote-unquote, restitution to whom? Other people's victims of scam. Yeah. Scams. Right. That's one thing that, about this case that really bothered me. Oh, it is irks, that we yeah. started this whole thing with there are no victims. Yeah. Right. And, and the government themselves said it. The, the government said there were no victims. And then the victims of the scams would be allowed to testify in order to give sort of credence to everything. Yeah. And then, um, then it was these... Uh, for sentencing then it's like these are victims and they're vulnerable victims right well wait a second now then you know after there's all kinds of objections about that today then ian goes up and i have no problem with this i agree with him completely he says essentially look i'm i'm in a very difficult position i don't believe these people are victims however i would prefer to give my money to help make these people whole from the scams that did occur to them rather than giving my money to the United States federal government right. so they can drop million dollar bombs on ten dollar tents and brown people around the world. Yeah. We are gonna right? post Ian's entire um speech that he gave today. Yeah. Um to the judge, I guess it's not a speech. There was a special word they gave it. It wasn't testimony. Allocation. Allocation. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised you remember that. Yeah, I was like, what? Oh, I've seen Ian allocate more than one time. <laughs> <laughs> Allocator. Uh, yes. That's his metal band name. So, yeah, I'll post that full thing tonight. Um, well, I think Penguin's going to post it on freekeen.com. Yeah. want to thank Penguin for all the work that he's done there, too. So, um, we... You know, we we had a it was pretty rough, pretty rough day for Free Talk Live. Um, and as you can see, we're not going exactly seamlessly here. Ian would have <laughs> would push those buttons and we'd have been on the air and we would have yeah, none no. of us would have ever known what happened. And this yeah, is one of the problems. Pay attention. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I was going to say it is a problem. Like I wouldn't pay attention because I would assume I wouldn't know how to do it and that Ian would always be here to fix it next time. Well, and Ian's an excellent audio engineer. Not an excellent teacher. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, Anytime I, he tries to teach me anything on, like, how to do something on a computer, he'll be like, all right, now process it. But the button will say next, not process. Right. Do you know what I'm saying what I mean? Yeah. He's a terrible yeah. teacher. Well, I I found, like, the things that he has taught me, I've found valuable and, and I get. Uh, but also, I have taught myself uh, in certain scenarios, when when I was in management and stuff like that, I've I've done a bunch of teaching. I've done trainings, so I kind of get different learning styles, hmm. right? Uh, Ian has one teaching style. He doesn't, you know, necessarily change his teaching style for the students. So he's always I telling had, me, "Well, I want you to be able to figure it out. How am I going to figure out that 
to process it, I press next unless yeah. you just tell me the first time and then uh, I've learned also, it. Also, to, to your credit, I have background in technical stuff. So <laughs> yeah. when he says things, I know the lingo already. I know the jargon. I have... You know, I have something to base my knowledge off of already. Uh, my experience in telephony and different interfaces and networking and stuff like that. Right. So, like, as long as I can find something analogous in my head, I'm like, oh, that's just like I would do over here. You know, we're in let's this talk other about, um Let's talk about what happened with Ian today. Yeah. So what stood out for you, Captain, as sort of the biggest moment, the most memorable moment today? We spent about four hours in court. Yeah. I really don't like this repeated trotting out of the little old ladies. I think that the, the one little old lady that I saw, um, she... Huge old lady. She she was there of her own volition. It's my opinion. Uh, no, I mean the, the prosecution on the screens. Hmm. Right? Trotting out the, the same little... Like, like, if no words were said, or if you were a foreigner, you didn't speak English at all, right? And you went and you sat through all of these trials... Right. The one redundant thing over and over again is them going, but look at the little old ladies. Look at the little. Never mind the fact that uh, these little old ladies were, uh, you know, taken by some scam artist, some romance guy. Right. Or or girl. I mean, I don't even know. You know, I don't even think every single one of them that they show pictures of are actually meant I don't think every single one was actually a um, a scam victim. A scam victim. Yeah. They're just trying to make it seem like all of Ian's um, Bitcoin, yeah. local Bitcoins transactions so, were with old people, and that it's a, a bad thing. I've done this in my past life. I haven't done it currently because, well, I've cut the the cable, if you will, from cable TV. But uh, I used to watch Telemundo. <laughs> I don't speak a lick of Spanish, right? Save for. You know, yo quiero Taco Bell, stuff like that, right? See, you know, <laughs> si, gracias, right? You know, a couple of couple of things, right? I know how to ask for a beer. I don't know how to ask for the toilet. So I got my priorities Barnio. straight. Barnio, yes. Right. Cerveza. Cerveza, I got, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and usually if you can find the beer, you can find the toilet. So anyway, I would watch Telemundo, uh, specifically some of their, like, daytime soaps, right? And these are the most overacted soap operas. Oh, yeah. Telenovas. Over the top. Yes, over the top. Now, not speaking a lick of English, I could watch these shows if I tuned into the same one every day at the same whenever it was broadcast. I could get an idea of what was happening based on the acting and the mannerisms of people and the intonation of their voice, right? I could catch on to the storyline, right? So if I pretended that I don't speak a lick of English, but I showed up to Ian's sentencing today and the last time, two, three weeks ago, whatever it was, um, and I didn't speak a lick of English, I'd be, I, I would come away going, something happened to those little old ladies. Sure. Right? This is the propaganda that's been put forth in front of everybody. Was just, but look at the little old ladies! Like, every time any yeah. objection, little old ladies! Like, okay. So well, the judge was very point, specific that this was uh, vulnerable victims, right? Like on one hand, and, and the, the victims we were told the victims were banks, and we like on oh, no yeah. way could those be vulnerable. And then it's little old ladies. Yeah, all of a sudden, it's yeah. little yeah. So at what point does a little old lady? Oh, and one thing I gotta say the pro um sorry the probation office even they put they have to put out a report. That explains what they believe Ian is, um, not what he should get or anything like that. They don't have an opinion. They just put out what, after their research, what the guidelines say is the amount of time he should serve and does he owe restitution. In their 
probation um, guideline report. Um, I can't remember what it's called, PSR. I, yeah. I remember what it, that stands for. Um, they said there are no victims in this case, so restitution is not applicable. Right. And then the judge said, I don't think they're right. I think the prosecution's right on this. So he had assist, uh, Mark's, uh, Ian's lawyers, and the prosecution write up what their opinions were. And uh, he just was like, yeah, I, I'm siding with the prosecution on this because I don't use common sense or logic. I just want to... For uh, mess with Ian, yeah, they they did do that somehow. I just want to steal more money. I just want to steal money. Yeah. Well, uh, I uh, mean, in in but in in the defense of the judge, right? So yeah. Ian did ask, and I think that the judge probably knew that Ian was going to ask that. And in fact, he would prefer restitution because the thing is, is the judge can't just that. say, okay, wait, we're no, going to no, take wait, a fine. Hold on. But this is really, really important. But it's the not judge true what you're saying. cannot take a fine and just give it to some little old ladies. That's fine. But Ian didn't ask for restitution. He didn't ask, can I have restitution? He said, if there's going to be a fine applied, can it be sent to the little old ladies? Sure. Okay. The judge can't do that. Whatever. But well, I'm just saying he didn't important. ask for restitution. That's okay. important. He didn't ask for restitution. But I mean, like if you say, hey, I want a, an object that has four wheels and uh, will get me from here to there on a road, you're talking about a car. Yeah. And if they if they bring to you a bicycle or a cow, then you're like, well, you know, what, what am I going to do with this thing? Okay, but not really because he was saying... If you give me a fine, don't give it to the government. And now they're saying, oh, yeah, we're just going to do both. I think but a fine would... goes to the government, and $40,000 was the lowest that – I'm not trying to defend anybody here, yes, but I will are. point out – no, I'm not. Um, look, I, I, you know, the $40,000 was the lowest they could give on a fine. So? Look, they weren't going to just cut Ian loose today. He was sentenced for a crime that had 20 years as the maximum. I mean, that's what that's how this shit was going to go. Oh. Uh. Dumped. We're dumping Mark. Yep. Mark was dumped. <laughs> That's for being a bad broadcaster. That's, right. That's how this was going to go today was the point that I was trying to make. Is that there was going to be a sentence and it was going to be ugly. And it ultimately could have been worse. The judge did talk about 221 years, uh, 221 it, months yeah. and a well, variety of things. Well, from the beginning he was never going to give him 221 months. He That's just say what that. the well, PSR I, said he could yeah, I think That was like, guidelines. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, the, the point yeah. here, I think, is that uh, Ian asked that if there was going to be a monetary penalty uh, against him in some way, that it go to the victims, not the government. I think that's pretty much verbatim what he said. Yeah, yeah. and and that's great. That's fantastic. No one else in Ian's position would even, would even care. Think to ask? Absolutely that, not. It right? speaks. It speaks to Ian and his, uh, you know, his his morals. Yes. Uh, Which is important. And so the court was like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, we're we're going to fine you. It was 700 bucks for something. I don't remember what the 700 bucks was. Hmm, and, then it was that. and then it was the 40000 Oh, I didn't even hear about the 700 Yeah, me either. Yeah, no, it was 700 bucks for something. Hmm. And I was like, what, what is that? And I don't remember what the word is that he is, but it was 700 bucks for something. And then it was the 40000 on top of that. And then later on. They said no interest. Later, Right. Yeah. Interest free. <laughs> interest on what? But I mean, was it two later months? Later on, they're going to have a restitution hearing so not only is it the 700 and the 40,000 but then when this restitution hearing comes up there's going to be some number of dollars that they're going to be like and also this much because they have to argue is Daniela Varel a victim is 
I don't remember any of the other. Karen, whatever, right. Smith. Yeah, the, the number of victims they threw a around victim. in court today was 36. And then was she a vulnerable victim, so she'll get more? Was he a vulnerable victim? And the judge already said that he agrees that some are vulnerable victims, either because of age or for their life circumstances. So back to my question now. At what point... So the vulnerable victim thing hasn't been taken off the uh, the tables? No, but he, he's... It's, he did say that they he couldn't... This is all he took off. Yeah. Um, he could have given Ian a bump of four for so, his... Um, I forget what they points. call it. For points for... It is like your criminal record score, and if it's too yeah. high, then you get um, sentenced longer. If it's More lower. points or worse. Yeah. So he could have given him a bump of four because of vulnerable victims, but because... Of some technicality, they could also do two. The prosecution said, we're only asking for two, so he only gave a bump of two instead of a bump of four. The two was for vulnerable victim. The four was for many vulnerable victims. Right, yeah, yeah. So I was surprised to find out that there is a score. (laughs) There's a point system uh, when it comes to... uh, restitution, I believe, was the the whole reason for the point score, right? Nope, that was um like how long he'll be in jail. Oh, so that okay, all right. And, so um, yeah, so it, it, I, I want to go back to my original statement here before you guys got into this discussion because it's relevant. At what point, and bigger picture, back out, you know, a, a little ways. At what point is a little old lady? You know, I I don't know what you know condition these people are in, sound mind or whatever that kind of thing. But at what point? is a human being responsible for themselves, right? These little old ladies in particular, they drained, according to testimony, drained their bank accounts of their life savings voluntarily. They then took that money and gave it to person X. If Ian was here, he would say, oh, well, they were under coercion because of, in some instances, because there were some instances where it wasn't just, oh, I'm in love with them, and um, I suddenly think this 30-year-old man wants to have sex with me, um, and I'm Danielle Varela, old woman. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just that. Some of them, Ian would say, they were coerced because there was somebody like a FBI or somebody sure. pretending to be an FBI agent yes. saying, oh, if you don't do this, we're going to. And, you know, the facts are scary. And, ladies and gentlemen, this is really important. An FBI or an IRS agent will never ask you for Bitcoin. They will never ask you for uh, Walmart gift cards. They will never ask you to even wire money. They're not going to do it. You've just gotten. You're, it's a scam. Why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't they ask? Because they wouldn't call you. I mean, if the IRS has a problem I with mean, you, I get they're it that send it's entrapment, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it, it it's a tough scenario, and I the little old ladies did it voluntary, and it's important to note that they this. also yeah. We're, we'll come back to this in a on bit. Free Talk I Live. We're, we're bringing people right to the ideas of liberty every day from wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on doing the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. 
you can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. The new fourth edition of Healing Our World, The Compassion of Libertarianism, will take your understanding of liberty to a deeper level and has over 1,300 updated references, new cartoons, and a forward by Dr. Ron Paul. With discounts for multiple book purchases, the fourth edition of Healing Our World is a great gift for the liberals, pragmatists, environmentalists, and Christians in your life who think libertarianism is cold-hearted. Get yours today at healing.freetalklive.com and use promo code FTL for a $5 discount. There are lots of ways to listen to Free Talk Live. Our podcast has been around since podcasts began, and now the FTL feed is loaded with content besides our full show archives. Did you know that we make it easy for you to customize your podcast subscriptions? We have different feeds, one that includes only our full shows, one with just the Daily Digest, and our main feed that includes everything. You decide what you listen to. It's quick and easy to customize your feeds at feeds.freetalklive.com. That's feeds.freetalklive.com. The latest episode of Free Talk Live continues with our two up next after the news here at listen.freetalklive.com. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Nick Harper. Former U.S. President Donald Trump is in court for the first day of his civil trial on fraud charges in New York. Proceedings were delayed after Trump launched an attack on both the prosecutor and the judge. The future of his business empire will be decided in a trial that's expected to last three months, as FSN's US correspondent Simon Marks reports. The judge and the prosecutor were forced to wait while Donald Trump launched his nine-minute broadside against both of them, insisting he's the victim of a witch hunt aimed at dismembering his business empire and derailing his efforts to win back the U.S. presidency. We have a rogue judge. We have a racist attorney general who's a horror show who ran on the basis that she was going to get Trump before she even knew anything about me. This has to do with election interference, plain and simple. They're trying to damage me so that I don't do as well as I'm doing in the election. Trump then stalked into the courthouse for the first day of a trial that could ultimately see the New York authorities able to fine him $250 million and dismember his business empire. U.S. Republican lawmaker Matt Gates has again threatened to remove Kevin McCarthy from his position as Speaker of the House of Representatives. It comes after McCarthy worked with Democrats to pass a resolution that prevented the government shutdown over the weekend. During a speech on the House floor, Gates again teased a possible motion to vacate, a vote on removing Kevin McCarthy. Under current House rules, just one congressman can force a vote, and Gates says McCarthy's willingness to work with Democrats shows a betrayal of the Republican Party. It is becoming increasingly clear who the Speaker of the House already works for, and it's not the Republican conference. Members of the Republican Party might vote differently if they heard about his secret side deal with Joe Biden on Ukraine. California Governor Gavin Newsom has chosen LaFonza Butler, a Democratic strategist and advisor to Kamala Harris's presidential campaign, to fill the U.S. Senate vacancy left by the death of Dianne Feinstein. She'll be the only black female senator and the first openly LGBTQ plus person to represent California in the chamber. Everson Skate Fisher reports from Washington. 
Lufonza Butler had been serving as president of Emily's List, an organization that works to elect democratic female candidates who support abortion rights. She would become only the third black woman in the Senate in US history and will serve through the end of Feinstein's six-year term to January 2025. Governor Newsom said he would not pick one of the candidates who are running for the seat, disappointing supporters of US Representative Barbara Lee. A pair of scientists whose work led to life-saving COVID-19 vaccines have been awarded the Nobel Prize. Their research is now being used to try and help fight other diseases, including cancer. From Bureaus Worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, what's in a tree? That's a question that has been roiling the UK since last week's discovery that one of the country's most beloved trees had been chopped down in an act of vandalism. For centuries, the tree had stood proudly in the Sycamore Gap near Hadrian's Wall in the north of England. But on Thursday morning, it was discovered on the ground, apparently the victim of someone wielding a chainsaw. The country has been in mourning ever since. Andy Jasper is the head of gardens and parklands for Britain's National Trust. I mean, for me, I'm finding this whole thing incredibly moving because what it's showing is that actually the public do care. They really care about these um, these things, which is why there's such a visceral reaction to the the whole um, sense of loss that's coming from this, uh, this this tree that's been felled. You know, if you're away from England at at some point in time and you close your eyes and you think of England, you often think of this sort of green and pleasant land with these um, sort of forests, oak forests, and that sort of stuff. It's so ingrained in our very nature. Also, trees are a symbol of hope. And just remember that actually um, you can regenerate. And indeed, there are early hopes that the tree can be saved by using shoots that may grow from its stump. The criminal investigation into its demise continues. In its prime, it was one of the most photographed features on Britain's national landscape. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. And the main news again, former US President Donald Trump is in court for the first day of his civil trial on fraud charges in New York. US Republican lawmaker Matt Gaetz has again threatened to remove Kevin McCarthy from his position as Speaker of the House of Representatives. And California Governor Gavin Newsom has chosen LaFonza Butler, the Democratic strategist, to fill the US Senate vacancy left by the death of Dianne Feinstein. That's Feature Story News, Nick Harper reporting. A Rasmussen poll reveals that nearly all American voters share a deep fear of botching another election, with most voters admitting that selecting candidates for public office is something they're historically just not particularly good at. I really hope I don't completely fuck things up as usual, but you never know, things do happen. According to the poll, three quarters of voters said election day panic would cause them to base their vote entirely on hearsay, while 93% acknowledged that they only recognize names of local candidates from signs along state highways. In Cedar Rapids, Iowa, stunned friends and acquaintances expressed shock and disbelief when a body found in the woods turned out not to be Justin. Local residents found the naked corpse draped over a tree stump Saturday, and as news spread, many found themselves struggling to comprehend how it wasn't Justin lying dead in the forest. I heard the news, and I still can't come around to it. I just can't imagine that it's not Justin there lying dead in the woods. Are they absolutely sure it's not him? Friends and family are still urging authorities to double-check the body, or at the very least, bring in Justin as a suspect. This is the Onion News Network. Yep, we still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com, and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live. Welcome to Declare Your Independence on the Free Talk Live. Oh, just kidding. 
It's not declare your independence <laughs> on the Free Talk Live family of shows. I although, was just playing. Oh. Uh, well, so we're making do with what we have here. Mm. Uh, and so in order to have commercials... Uh, when the uh, when the when it's time to come out of the commercial, uh, you know, I'm just muting the audio that's playing uh, elsewhere and uh, overriding that here. So uh, we're going to hear some weird things. Our apologies, of course. Uh, it's a live Monday show. It so- is a live Monday show. I am sort of discombobulated, uh, as you can imagine, at the news of Mr. Freeman being sentenced to eight freaking years. I'm obviously like uh, just thinking about Ian because I keep accidentally typing his name when I mean someone else. Like I said, um, it's going to be me, Captain, and Ian on the show tonight. And some of the hosts were like, wait, Ian's out? Uh, and that was an accident. And then I sent the paperwork that you can fill out to visit Aria. And I sent that in a keen chat room. That And I said, this is the paperwork uh-huh. to visit Ian. I meant to say Aria. So I'm going to ask some questions as they've kind of come in to me, and probably the most asked question I've gotten today is not how is Ian or how are you, yeah. Mark, but how are you, Bonnie? That's what everybody's asking. That's me. true. And um, and in fact, I think Mark, you and I also shared that sentiment, right? You're like, okay, what's you know, Bonnie, are you yeah, going to be okay? Yeah, you know, or, yeah. Paying uh, uh, was saying to you. Yeah. Um, it's just like I don't know. I I never been in this situation before, and right. I have my sister here with me, so that's really good because that would suck so much worse if she wasn't here. Like, we went on a walk with Coconut earlier. It's good to have family around. Yeah, it'd be a lot worse if I was just like, oh, let me go walk Coconut all alone. I even just saw, like, Ian's Contigo, if you don't know what that is. It's a thermos. Cup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That he drinks every single day. Like, just refills. Yeah. Every single day. I have That's one Ian's of those, cup. too. Although, so, mine's a Duraflask. You spoke, uh, you were the first to speak for Ian at the sentencing mm-hmm. today. Um, can you give people some general notion of what you said and what, how you think that fell on the court? So, I'm going to post the entire thing. I guess I'll post it on my Twitter. I'm also giving it to Chris Wade to post on freekeen.com. Um, and my f- Twitter is FTL underscore Bonnie. Um, and the, I started off talking about how I met Ian, that I've known him since October 2020, that I was a listener of his show before then, that I didn't, ex- I wanted to meet him, but I didn't expect that we would actually fall in love. What a good influence he has been on me, how he influences people without ever, um, he influences people without ever, without telling them what to do, just by living his life yeah. the way he lives his life. He's he, such a good influence. He has such an interesting approach too, because um, most people, when you know they're in charge of something, right? Uh, in this case, you know, a radio show, a blog, whatever it is. Uh, if if somebody shows an interest in it, uh, he will help them, you know, on their way, right, to to become whatever it is they become. But he won't ever actually tell them what to do. Yeah, that's like, uh, just side note, the judge kept saying things to Ian, like, whatever, whenever you give your allocation, allocation, something like that, whenever you give your speech that he gives to the judge, make sure that it's not overly performance or make sure that you're not saying it to set off your supporters. And I just wanted to scream. Yeah. Um, we all are here on our own volition. Ian has never asked us to do a thing. Right. Ian has never asked anyone to start a protest. People do that on their own volition. Ian doesn't uh, like give out the signal and we act. <laughs> yeah. It's so, silly. Well, it, the thing that I thought of is, is that at the very least, the judge is telegraphing what he wants to hear. 
that he is, um, hey, this is how you should do this, yep. which is, you know, I mean, if he if he really wanted to F him and his expectation is Ian is this evil guy, which I'm not sure that the judge doesn't still think that, right? Um, if the, if he's just waiting for Ian to say something stupid, then he could really hit him with a hammer. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. This is all very uh, strange to me. Yeah, it, it's just weird. Um situation because um you don't you don't know the language they're speaking sorry i didn't know what you meant oh, oh, hold on i've got a, a couple of more questions i'd like to get through before we start taking calls okay, okay. so um yeah uh, another question is what about the time that ian spent in county jail there were 69 days in the past that ian did in jail yeah when Will they raided get- the studio and took him away 69 days later they let him out yeah, will he get credit for those 69 days? My understanding is yes, Bonnie. Um, he gets credit for the 69 days is what the judge said today, but not the two years of home confinement, ankle monitor, not so, being able to leave. Not so being able to no credit at all for uh, obeying. Being punished without um, being convicted of anything? Right. No. Oh, or even the post-conviction that was just punish extra punishment, I guess. And they keep, you know, what's really that that really does show why it sucks that they push the sentencing back so much because this has just been almost a year of him being punished, but it not being any credit for anything. Right. Yeah. Um. And and I would think it's also worth pointing out that there were he was sentenced to two years probation today, in addition to the eight years after. Right. Yeah. So how if time if time served counts and time on probation doesn't count for jail time fine but shouldn't two years on home confinement count for the probationary yeah. portion of the sentence yeah well, what does it mean that there's this woman that can just walk into my house whenever she wants walk into the room i'm in, uh, alone in whenever she wants and ian's not allowed to do certain things with his own body and he's not allowed to go places without permission the, the judge recent most recently changed it to where he had to be home by 7 p.m not even, you know, I mean, most things aren't even closed by 7 p.m. Right. Um, I'm grateful that Ian doesn't have to be in jail, but uh, I, I do wonder about many of the spe- specifics here. What do you mean doesn't I'm, have to be? He's well, in he jail. Did, for, for some t- period of time, for a long period of time, Ian, Ian was able to mount a defense, yep. which to me is, it's... It's inhuman. It's part of the fixed, rigged system that we have, which is, well, let's lock people up so they can't defend themselves. Let's lock them up so they do weird calculus when they try to uh, you know, decide whether they want to stay in jail or all kinds of things. Okay. Um, you know, somebody should be in jail, yep. in my opinion, solely because they're a danger to them to the public. And that's what Sissy said today, and I was really kind of surprised by that, which is Ian's lawyer, Mark Sissy. He said, what, what I learned... Uh, judge is that people should only be in jail if they're a danger to the public or themselves as well. or, or themselves, themselves. Yeah, that's right. what he said yeah. right um that's why we put people in cages that's what sissy said yeah cages specifically so i guess the answer is is that he's going to get time served for the little bit of time that he did uh previously which you know two months on eight years hard to uh get too excited about but there you go i just i mean Man, murder sentences are less than this, right? <laughs> Eight years because, like, the court didn't even argue that Ian's KYC procedures, right? That's know your customer for those of you who don't know 
what that means. In Bitcoin lingo. Yeah, in well, in bank lingo, hmm. right? It's it's KYC. Know your customer. You got to follow all these government rules. Uh, when you sign up for a cryptocurrency account online at like one of the major exchanges, I'm not going to name them. I don't want to give them any free advertising. Uh, you literally, uh, as was pointed out in court today, and I think Ian even pointed it out, uh, you throw in a name and a social security number and an address, uh, maybe, depending on the services that you want to get out of the exchange, uh, you might have to upload like a copy uh, of like a selfie with you holding up your driver's license. Right? That's it. Maximum. That's the max you got to do to get an exchange account. Uh, you know, at one of these crypto exchanges, right? You go online, find an exchange, sign up for an account. That's what you have to do. Ian did far more than that. Yeah. Right? Uh, up to and including getting them to hold up or otherwise, you know, position themselves in a selfie with uh, basically an affidavit of consent. I am so-and-so, yeah. and I, I really Bob want Smith to buy Bitcoin from Ian. am buying Bitcoin from, you know, whatever, right? You know, for this purpose, whatever it is, right? I consent to this transaction. Now, to me, that should be enough to stop any more legal action. But they used it as evidence because some of the people holding it up, often people were holding up, were old. Now, yeah. first off, this was the Bitcoin boom of 2017. Right. And yeah. people were... Investing. Who has money to invest? Older people often have money to invest. And this yep. is another thing I kept trying to whisper to my sister because I was just so annoyed. I kept having things to say while I was sitting there. Um, and I was saying to my sister, I pointed out a woman sitting in front of us. Um, her, Well, maybe I shouldn't say her name. I don't know. Um, but she's a friend of ours. She mm -hmm. was 75 years old when she testified last year. She may be 76 right. now. She came to the crypto meetups in Keene asking for help with her cryptocurrency wallets. She had bought cryptocurrency online, yep. multiple different um, ways, not just exchanges. She asked him for help. She got personal service from me and never did he send it to his uh, um, own personal Bitcoin address and she wouldn't know what he was doing. And then said, oops, it looks like the site's broken. I can't help. You know, he didn't steal her Bitcoin. Right. He didn't uh, ever charge her for any of the hours he and I've been around sometimes when he yep. was like... Um, troubleshooting with her yep um because like she were always she, she's 75 years old she's really cool she always wants like the most privacy big or cryptos so she yeah has a lot of uh troubles with like a lot of like um obscure ones and stuff like that so sometimes she needs a lot of help from like chris and ian and um anyways she testified i'm a 75 year old woman i was just investing in bitcoin and um ian helps me and he knew all this stuff about me. That that's just that should completely destroy their entire case. That if there's even one woman uh, willing to go up there and say that, you can't say that Ian should every right. single time if assume that if somebody's old, that they can't possibly be actually wanting to buy Bitcoin. If he's a dangerous predator on the streets to little old ladies uh, with money then he should have been a dangerous predator on the streets to every little old lady with money. Yeah. And the this little old lady came in, asked for help, and Ian gave it to her. As a matter of fact, to my knowledge, and Ian made this clear in his allocation, that he asked a series of questions. Those questions were in evidence, and that, you know, the uh, nobody seems to care. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody seems to care that um, every bank out there, like, 
Not a single one of these tellers is up on trial. Right. Yeah. Not a single one of the, 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 the uh, and that's important because all these people that sent money had to send it through their bank first. Right. Why isn't their bank, duly licensed by the United States government, being held responsible? It's because they don't care about the bank. They don't care about the teller. And it was mentioned briefly that there's this vendetta. There's this vendetta between a field agent of the Federal Bureau of Investigations that uh, this field agent has with Ian. I didn't hear mentioned today. It wasn't specifically mentioned, but it was he a didn't brief. Say Phil Christiana. Of, yeah, it was just a sort of a brush over that kind of thing. The judge knows about this. Yeah, he has to. And everybody in the prosecution knows about it. And it's the unsaid part of all of this. Yeah. The unsaid part of all of this is this is the vendetta of one man against another. Yep. And millions of tax dollars are brought forth in order to nail a citizen to the cross of the state. Uh, I mean, like, yes, there are victims. These victims would have been victims of the next person in line at local Bitcoins. Oh, no, no, Not no. Not one of these victims came looking for Ian Freeman. Ian Freeman didn't go look for, looking for any of these victims. They found him on local Bitcoins, a site that is full of people that sell Bitcoin. Right. Had he not been there... It, had it not been him, by randomly, it would have been somebody else. They would have been victimized. They would have gone to Coinbase. They would have gone through the process and sold their and bought the stuff, maybe at a lower price. Right. So what? They would have still sent all their money. It's just a hundred percent, not ninety percent, would have gone to Africa. Well, the judge really displayed his idiocy today because he doesn't know anything about Bitcoin. He's that the ignorance. Um, completely doesn't know anything about Bitcoin, and. He said whenever somebody, I don't remember who it was, maybe Mark Sissy, said that if Ian wasn't the one that facilitated these old people sending their money away, well, they would have just got scammed by someone else. And the judge said, I don't know about that. I, I don't know about that. Because, well, Ian didn't just send their money away. Ian sent their money away and made it impossible to trace because it was Bitcoin. The whole case, they were saying that Bitcoin is semi-anonymous. Right, yeah. It's more traceable than if you give someone cash. And, and Mark Sisti had to say, no, actually, cash is king, and um, cash could be done just as easily. And, and this, two weeks ago, a friend of ours was getting scammed. Ian stopped her from getting scammed because he saw the signs, yep. and it was via Venmo. She sent money to um, somebody who was scamming her on Venmo. And the next day, when after she she was alerted by Ian that this was possibly a scam, she found out it was a scam. Well, she called her bank. She called Venmo. They said, there's nothing you could do to get your money back on Venmo. Wow. They can't reverse her thing on Venmo. Wow. And if you don't know, that's a app on phones people use to send money back and forth. And it's they use a, banks. It's a PayPal Basically, sponsored yeah. app. That's their company. They, you oh know, yeah, yeah. Uh, or it's the same company. So that the judge is just stupid. He said they. Uh, he made it more more difficult to um, trace and and recover. Maybe recover because if you send Bitcoin away, uh, you can't recover it. Maybe uh, less dif more difficult to recover than <laughs> something like a bank uh, transfer, but not Venmo, obviously. Yeah. Not um um a gift card that got spent. Not cash. To paraphrase. It felt to me like today there was a moment when the prosecution went, well, we can't go after the actual scammer, so we have yeah. to go after yeah. Ian Freeman. Right. This is very much like... like I'm, I'm sorry, aren't you the Federal Bureau of Investigation? She was like, Ian, Mr. Freeman knows that it's extremely hard to catch the uh, the 
the actual scammers, as if that's just an excuse. Like, yeah. oh, oh well, I'm sorry, your job is hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. so maybe you, you should get a job you're good at. Even if it's hard, even if it's impossible, and you ne- can never catch a scammer, that doesn't mean oh, just ruin someone else's life because well, you couldn't catch the person who's actually scamming. So let's just make something up and make ourselves look good, yeah. so they can write up some paperwork that makes it look like they got some dangerous criminal off the streets. Yeah, I, I really feel like um, none of these charges should have been brought against Ian, that there wasn't no. evidence for them, period. That this was very much like just, well, you know, this uh, we've had these people that keep doing these shootings, but we can't catch the people, so we'll go to the gun store and we'll get right. the guy um, yeah. who sold the bullets. That's exactly sold the bullets. Like that. Yeah, yeah. And there was a similar analogy with the, uh, the, the bully on the... Uh, the playground. The playground yeah, yep. that the, he yep. used today. And, uh, you know... The fact is, is that if Ian hadn't have sold these Bitcoin to these people, somebody else would have. Yes. And if they hadn't have bought Bitcoin, they would have bought something else. And maybe they wouldn't have been ripped off to the level. But you got to remember, most of, there was one of these guys that had got ripped off, ripped off to the level of nine hundred thousand dollars before he met even Ian. Right. Yeah, and, they- and it was brought up today. Ian brought it up. The FBI did nothing to investigate this. Yeah. Right. They asked the guy, nothing to investigate this. Yep. Now I can understand why these people, uh, you know, attended the trial and testified against Ian because they were probably told, "Hey, we might be able to get you a little money," you know. And Ian volunt- appeared to have volunteered for that today, and I can understand why he would choose to do that. Sure, but it. It's really sort of sickening because it would have been nice if one of these people would have set up and um, st- set up and said, yeah, Ian asked me a series of questions. I told him a lie because I was under the spell of my scammer or I was scared for my life or whatever the situation was, rather than just coming out and, and either forgetting or just bald-faced lying. One of the two. I don't know. You don't forget. You don't go... Uh, have a whole conversation. Somebody calls you out of the blue and he's like, hey, I'm this guy from the internet um, that you're trying to buy Bitcoin from. Let's talk for like... 20 minutes or 30 minutes and I'm going to investigate you and then you just if you forget the whole conversation that's more understandable than being like he called he just said are you blank name and I said yes and then he hung up like yeah. he made something up he lied like that the I, one specific guy I don't remember his name right I mean now. I know that in these court proceedings uh, oftentimes particularly for the prosecution uh, these witnesses get coached oh yeah of and, course and that they were was coached. pretty obvious to me that they were coached uh, again trotting out the little old ladies uh and and their statements of ire right their uh, the, the last one they trotted out at the first portion of the uh, sentencing hearing where she was like i hope ian freeman gets the maximum sentence you know that she, kind of she thing. kept saying i hope ian freeman suffers yeah yeah, yeah. And, and he has no soul but but like you could tell that she like based on the language that she used, the pattern of speech, and the words that came out of her mouth, she was under the impression that Ian is the romance scammer. Yeah, like she's lied to you, possibly. Right. Like, like that's the connection that the prosecution has been trying to make through this whole case. They successfully did it to the jury by trotting out the little old ladies, right? And then with their, uh, what do I call it, the arts and crafts, they, they made like a diorama, a big uh, poster board, yeah. you know, that they, they paid ladies. somebody, some, you know, some clerk yeah. to like, you know, Intern. super glue some pictures and some, lo- you know, stuff <laughs> and, to a like, big piece lines, of card. Like, yeah. This one connect to this one. Yeah. Right. And uh, uh, they just kept trotting this out. And I believe they succeeded in convincing the jury 
that Ian Freeman was the romance scammer. There's no evidence of that at all. And in fact, there's all evidence to the contrary that Ian Freeman was definitely not the romance scammer simply because he actually has caught more scammers and got more people's money refunded than the FBI, the entire FBI. Yeah. Well, at least the FBI that was has been present to this trial. At this point, we know um, we don't know how many scammers the FBI has caught in total, but we do know that the F- the FBI uh, agents on site have never caught a scammer. And one they woman even was tried. specifically it's, asked. Yeah, they, they haven't even tried. That they haven't even put foot one into the investigation of Jerry Harmon or whatever this guy's name is. This is a pseudonym. Alleged that he name. Used, yeah. Alleged name. So who is Jerry Harmon, <laughs> FBI? Answer us that question. During the trial, there was a woman, Catherine Tebow, who was an FBI agent in, um, I guess, Boston or either that or Manchester. Oh, but wait, Bedford, New Hampshire. For 15 years, and her job the whole time was to catch scammers. And Mark Sisti asked her during trial, how many scammers have you ever caught? She said zero. 15 zero. years. 15 years, zero. Now, I'm not going to say that's necessarily, I mean, there has to have been some U.S. scammers at, at, that, at some point, right? The, the thing is, is that catching Ian was easy. He puts his address on the internet. Yeah. He advertises what he did. That's why I say they- He's not ashamed. That's why I say they're-, they're um, Going after ma- low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit, yeah. Yep. And, and that's the wrong terminology from my perspective. But from their perspective, they're like, oh, look at this ripe red apple. Right, mm-hmm. we can just pluck it off the tree and send it to jail, and then we can all put another check mark on our freaking resumes so that we can get, you know, uh, what's the word, promoted within the government. And, yeah, they're the know. scammer catcherness now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, one of the prosecutions, there's a rumor that she works for the, I don't remember what branch of the government it is now, but she is like a higher level lawyer now, and she goes by the Bitcoin Queen, Crypto Queen. Is that the lady? Yeah. Yeah, I know who it is. Georgiana McDonald. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, you did a terrible job. You bumbled your way through, and then you convinced some people to not like you, and good job. Like, that doesn't make you crypto queen. Yeah, not at all. Well, it, it, to me, it's it's a huge indictment against the, uh, the jury uh, system that the idea that, well, you know, I mean, what is a jury? A jury is 12 ignoramuses about the law. Yeah. I, if I'm going to be judged by the law, and I may not agree with the law, I'd rather have three experts. And I, I think that this is a real failing of the U.S. Uh, court system, is, is the, the whole jury thing. Because all they did was they got, oh, I feel so bad for the little old ladies. Judges probably wouldn't have done that. Yeah. It seems to me. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say something, too, about uh, Seth Aframe. That guy's just, I, I really don't like that guy. Yeah, He's like a, guy. a mousy frog man. He's all who, sweaty looking. And, and he, <laughs> like, it, it seems to me like he has no other pleasure in life. Like the only yeah. pleasure he gets out of life is prosecuting people. Yeah, and it does seem and, like that. that. Like the, these are signs of a sick man. Yeah. Also, he's not very eloquent, like at all. Oh yeah, he's. That's why I said not they're that, like bumbling. Yeah, not that. Uh, what's her name? Jor- Georgiana. Georgiana. Whatever her name is. She she's, talks like this. This is a red flag, people. Yeah, she's she's annoying, but like Seth Aframe is just every time he was speaking, I'm like, oh, shut up, right? I even said it under my breath, and the people sitting next to me were like. <laughs> They agreed. Uh, we may be at break right now. Let's uh, see uh, if we are. The other attendees we on are. the ForkFest Telegram oh, and Matrix chat talking. rooms, as well as the ForkFest forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.party. We hope to see you there June 13th through the 16th. 
ForkFest.party. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Nick Harper. Former U.S. President Donald Trump is in court for the first day of his civil trial on fraud charges in New York. Proceedings were delayed after Trump launched an attack on both the prosecutor and the judge. The future of his business empire will be decided in a trial that's expected to last three months. As FSN's U.S. correspondent Simon Marks reports. The judge and the prosecutor were forced to wait while Donald Trump launched his nine-minute broadside against both of them, insisting he's the victim of a witch hunt aimed at dismembering his business empire and derailing his efforts to win back the U.S. presidency. We have a rogue judge. We have a racist attorney general who's a horror show who ran on the basis that she was going to get Trump before she even knew anything about me. This has to do with election interference, plain and simple. They're trying to damage me so that I don't do as well as I'm doing in the election. Trump then stalked into the courthouse for the first day of a trial that could ultimately see the New York authorities able to fine him $250 million and dismember his business empire. U.S. Republican lawmaker Matt Gates has again threatened to remove Kevin McCarthy from his position as Speaker of the House of Representatives. It comes after McCarthy worked with Democrats to pass a resolution that prevented the government shutdown over the weekend. During a speech on the House floor, Gates again teased a possible motion to vacate, a vote on removing Kevin McCarthy. Under current House rules, just one congressman can force a vote, and Gates says McCarthy's willingness to work with Democrats shows a betrayal of the Republican Party. It is becoming increasingly clear who the Speaker of the House already works for, and it's not the Republican conference. Members of the Republican Party might vote differently if they heard about his secret side deal with Joe Biden on Ukraine. California Governor Gavin Newsom has chosen LaFonza Butler, a Democratic strategist and advisor to Kamala Harris's presidential campaign, to fill the U.S. Senate vacancy left by the death of Dianne Feinstein. She'll be the only black female senator and the first openly LGBTQ plus person to represent California in the chamber. Everson Kate Fisher reports from Washington. LaFonza Butler had been serving as president of EMILY's List, an organization that works to elect Democratic female candidates who support abortion rights. She would become only the third black woman in the Senate in U.S. history and will serve through the end of Feinstein's six-year term to January 2025. Governor Newsom said he would not pick one of the candidates who are running for the seat, disappointing supporters of U.S. Representative Barbara Lee. A pair of scientists whose work led to life-saving COVID-19 vaccines have been awarded the Nobel Prize. Their research is now being used to try and help fight other diseases, including cancer. From Bureaus Worldwide, this is FSN. Got Telegram? You can follow our channel there and discuss show prep with other listeners at telegram.freetalklive.com. Rhodes? It's the Ernest Hancock Show. Oh, no, it's not the Ernest Hancock Show. It's a surprise edition of Free Talk Live, despite the audio bumper uh, alerting you to Ernie's show. Uh, We will, of course, post Ernie's show to the normal places. Uh, If you're uh, a Free Talk Live amplifier, uh, you'll be able to get that uh, at the Patreon page. Uh, If you are not, you'll be able to listen to Ernie's uh, full broadcast on the SoundCloud page if you're not subscribed to any of the other feeds. 
You know what? I don't think we've uh, introduced ourselves this whole show. We haven't. And also, uh, I haven't done any live reads yet either. So let's take care of that. Uh, It is Free Talk Live, a special Monday night edition. The telephone number in the studio is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. We've got some calls on hold. We'll get to those in just a moment. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me. It's Bonnie. And Mark. Uh, Before we go on, this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes. The masternodes then vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and then are funded by this treasury. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies. It's widely available on exchanges, including the Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and easy to use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And thank you to the Dash DAO for sending Free Talk Live 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. You can visit Dash.org to learn more about Dash. That's Dash.org. All right. Uh, let's uh, get to some phone calls, shall we? Okay. Uh, I forget your name. You're on Free Talk Live. <laughs> hey, Captain Kickass. This is Mark Watson. How Mark, are you? gosh. I, I get confused because if there's, there's more than so one Mark in my ear, which now there's two, <laughs> like I get confused. So thank you, Mark. Uh, what's on your mind? Hey, no problem. Well, first of all, you mentioned earlier, hey, is everybody getting the show? Uh, Radio 8424 uh, has you live uh, since you started and, uh, for the switchover and everything. Thank you so and, much. Uh, so Radio8424.com, you can Bluetooth in your car. We're excited about that, and we're proud to do it. And we've been uh, actively involved in streaming LRN uh, plus three years and, and counting and uh, proud to do it. And so uh, before I get too deep into a long conversation. I just want to say, Bonnie, I'm, how sorry I am that you got to go through all this. And for all of you guys there, uh, this is a big deal. And this is a kind of a dark day for Liberty when you think about Kaufman and the Free State Project. And it, you couldn't have asked for a, a larger atomic bomb to go off uh, in the Liberty community uh, uh, in New Hampshire. Well, and that's kind of how I, I funny I feel. little twist today. Uh, both. Jeremy Kaufman and Carla Gricky, um, both board members of the Free State Project, were Jeremy's not anymore. Yeah, Jeremy well, got the, the former the the former yeah. board member and Carla were both present uh, there. So there was a you know um, some bad things representation. Kind of bring people yeah. together. Well, and and one thing about well, they could all agree. <laughs> one thing about the freedom community uh, at large, uh, in my experience, and I've been here since 2019 now, is that. Yeah, libertarians and anarchists and voluntarists, whatever your title, abolitionist, whatever your title is uh, that you want to carry around if you're in New Hampshire, um, you're going to bicker and you're going to like, oh, but I disagree with you on this one little slice of the philosophy or, you know, I got an argument about this. And like, you know, this is kind of what happens, right? It's this our is, love language. It, it, it really is. It's libertarian. It kind love of is. language. Um, and so, but what happens is it's kind of like everything else in humanity. When there's a crisis, 
uh, particularly within the freedom community, you never see these people come together faster. You've never seen anyone come together faster than a crisis in the liberty community, and that's what I love about the liberty community. Yeah, I think the liberty community is more logical than most communities, and therefore we can I can disagree with somebody about a particular point, but that doesn't mean I hate them. Right. So many places in right. life, I find that uh, people feel obligated now in American society that if they disagree with me on the smallest of issues, hey, look, yeah, you, it's, it's so it's important to wear a mask, but you have to wear it over your nose, not under your nose, or whatever. Like now, I must hate you for the rest of your life. It's ridiculous. Right. Well, thank you so much for the kind words, <laughs> well, Mark. Absolutely. I just wanted to say, what can we do for you? What can we do for Free Talk Live? What can we do for LRN? I I mean, Just keep so listening and so sharing. A, a lot of people have been asking me this. I haven't responded. I've got I'm sitting on some a couple of emails and some uh, you know text messages, chat messages, stuff from individuals who who have only asked this. Well, what happens to Free Talk Live now? And so the answer is we go on, right? We continue to go on. Uh, uh, Mark, Ian, and I had conversations about worst case scenarios. Bonnie, we've had these conversations as well. And uh, we got together, you know, at some point and said, well, we need to prepare for these kind of things. So to Ian's credit, uh, he has put together uh, apparently a bulletproof system because I couldn't even override it properly today to do a live show. Uh, so he's put together such a such a solid system of putting on uh, the Free Talk Live family of shows on Monday, Tuesday and Friday. Uh, these are pre-recorded shows. Ernie's yep. show, Liberty at Night, Mark, your show. Yep. Uh, Rains and Edge. Rains and, Rains and Edge. Edge, thank you. Uh, so the live shows are going to continue to be Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Bonnie and I will figure out, you know, who's going to first chair those between her and I uh, so that neither of us are doing, you know, the whole week or whatever. We're not overly taxed or whatever. Uh, so that's the current plan. We're just going to go that way. We've got plenty of co-hosts. To fill those days at the moment, and that might change. Some of you co-hosts out there might get a call. Uh, uh, at least six people today have already said, if you guys need another host, let me know. So we're not going to have a problem finding willing people to sit in these chairs. I think that um, if I were to ask That's awesome. uh, for something uh, for the, from the listeners, I'd say go to freetalklive.com and make sure that you're downloading the podcast. Make sure you download the podcast on whatever device you have, more than one device. Make sure you're getting it. Yeah. That way, you're getting the show. You're going to be able to listen to the show. Um, listen to it with your you know, families and fam- family and friends, the ones that are interested. I understand. Look, uh, you know, it's not like my ex-wife was terribly interested in listening to the show all the time. Yeah, I, I pretty much failed at getting most of my uh, family members to I used to just listen. leave it on in the background. Yeah. Uh, and on, this was on the West Coast, so it was still like, you know, a sane time to be around. Like if I was planning on going to see a friend's concert that night, a local band or something, I had people would be like, hey, can we stop by your place? pre-funk before we go to throw sure and they'd come over i just have lrn on usually it's free talk live or a repeat or whatever and like none of these people were libertarian or even mildly political right uh and every now and again wait what are they talking about what is this about this and like i would know because i'm listening all the time and be able to like impart some knowledge on them so the thing that i hate the most is whenever somebody hears oh they're talking political and they just start saying stuff about trump or oh did you know diane feinstein died it's just like I don't know. Yeah. I'd steeper than that. So uh, I agree with Mark Edge's assessment <laughs> no, here. Uh, it, you know, if folks want to do something to help, 
uh, please listen to the show, download the podcast. Something really weird happened to our downloads in the last month. I don't know what they are, but they were dramatically lower, and I cannot explain why that is. Bunch of boomers died off. Oh I mean, it seems it, it, it seems unlikely. I don't think I, boomers are really downloading as much as listening on the radio, maybe. Yeah, that's well, we certainly get a lot of listeners, uh, boomer listeners, but we get a, I mean, you know. You know, I never thought about it as a listener. Um, whenever I was just a listener and I hadn't met you guys yet, I would just listen from the live radio feed on the website. I'm not even sure if that's a thing anymore, but um, yeah. I probably wasn't even adding to the yeah. downloads. Yeah. Uh, so, Mark, the other one, not Edge. Um I, I think yeah. in addition to, you know, making sure folks are downloading, I know you're doing your own thing with uh, promoting uh, Radio 8242, or 8, 8242, what is it? Radio 8424.com. 8424.com, thank you. Uh, and so that's great. Uh, to our other listeners, if you are not an amplifier, uh, you can go over to amps.freetalklive.com and figure out how to help advertise, market, and promote the show. Uh, advertise, market, promote, and support is what AMPS stands for. Uh, and I want to say thank you tonight to Ken Covey, uh, who's a gold-level amplifier. That means he gives uh, 10 bucks a month because he enjoys the show. He enjoys the hosts, the co-hosts, the cast of characters, the callers, uh, and the perspective of liberty, peace, and prosperity that we bring. Uh, so I want to say thank you to Ken Covey. So folks can become an amplifier of the show. That's how you can help. But tell people, right? Advertise. Put it on your social media. Be like, hey, I'm into this show. Here's a podcast I'm listening to. Here's a show I'm I'm enjoying. That kind of a thing. Like word of mouth is Absolutely. still the greatest form of advertising. Also, just calling in. Absolutely. Um, one of the reasons that we added these pre-recorded shows is because Ian particularly was really tired of just having, it's not anything against the regular callers. It sounds kind of mean, but Ian just got tired of only hearing from the regular callers. It's just, there's so many people, so many people will bring up, Oh, I'm I've been listening to your show and I just wonder why they've never called. I mean, a lot of people maybe listen not the next day or something, but if you're ever thinking about it, if you have nothing to do eight to 7 PM Eastern time, and you have something you want to bring up, just call in and talk about it. Like, I don't think that it doesn't have to be something so controversial that you're afraid we're going to yell at you. And I don't think we really do that. I only yell at Skeeter because he's annoying. <laughs> right. One call a week so, from 20 people would be an amazing, amazing thing. Yeah. yeah. I love hearing from new people. It's always so much more fun of an episode when you're like, oh, it's a new caller. Even if the topic wasn't that interesting, it's just more interesting. Sound like you had more to say, right. Mark. Go well, ahead. That's a great show. I just wanted to say, uh, if you guys want anything displayed on my channel uh, during the day, just send me the details, and, and I'll be happy to, to feature it. So um, glad oh, thanks, to do it. Man. Thank you. Thanks so much. We appreciate you and the call. Uh, let's move right along to we've got uh, Mr. Penguin calling from uh, wherever you are. You're on Free Talk Live. <laughs> from Keene, New Hampshire. Hey, yeah. So I had a, a couple of thoughts. Um, I, I, first of all, let me just say, I, I think I know why the down, downloads are down. I think the website's not working right. And I oh. think it had to do with a changeover, uh, technical changeover that I don't think actually was. I forgot. I heard. Um, right. There the, was a, a new the background guy talking about this. Yeah, there was a new thing. I don't know when that went live. It was recent, though, probably within the last. Month. I think yeah. It was within the last one to two weeks. So that might explain why the downloads have been cut in half. Um, we should ask um, I, Ian and he can explain it to you, Mark. I don't know why uh, the change was made. I just 
I mean, well, so we I'll, I'll tell you why, uh, Penguin. Uh, it was oh, a, it's, okay. it's a long term project, right? Uh, this mm. new launch, this new look of the Free Talk Live website, uh, has been in in progress for quite some time. And so, you know, some conversations between the people working on the website and Ian, you know, geared up to a point where they they felt they were ready to make the change. And so uh, the change was made. And so now it's there. And, uh, you know, if there's, uh, you know, if if something used to work for you on the website doesn't work now uh, or if you're having troubles with it, I don't know who to point you to at this point. um, But where can we send these inquiries to? do we have an email address that folks can send stuff to about the website? Um, for well, I don't think we need to do this on air, but um, yeah, it just uh, I mean, you could email. You could probably email Free Talk Live, right? We have email addresses. Ian at freetalklive.com. Ian at freetalklive.com would be good if if you have any of that. And then you know, Penguin, you you know how to communicate with us offline. So if you see problems yeah. or bugs or whatever with that site, let us Maybe know what's not working. Maybe there's a report a bug on, uh, button on the site. I'm not sure. If there, if not, there should be. Uh, it, I was at the site, and I, I, you know what? I don't think it's like it's almost like a blank website at the moment. So, well, I don't think it's it, what it's it shows to up. Be. It shows up on a PC uh, in every browser that I've tried: Firefox, uh, Chrome, and Brave. Uh, however, it does not work does. on Firefox on my mobile device. I have an Android, and when I pull up yeah, the site, it, I get a frame of the site, but no content. It seems very, very broken to me, and yeah. I don't know. I don't know why, but I think I don't it's think just initial growing pains. On air, but, yeah, um, I think I think it is growing pain. So I know you didn't want to call yeah. to to talk about the website. Yeah, What's really about on your mind? Ian's trial, right, or a sentencing hearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, um, definitely Ian's trial was. Uh, I think it's the most interesting that's happened lately, <laughs> or today at least. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I. I wanted to make some. I just wanted to make make some comments. Um, so you know, Ian got the IDs and passports of people. The, the FBI could have gone after these scammers. It, it wasn't, there wasn't a but for Ian that the money was, it wasn't lost. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it was, it didn't disappear into thin air. They know point. exactly where to go, uh, you know, if they want to actually pursue these scammers. Yeah. Um, it didn't, you know, they said it was like anonymized or whatever. No, it wasn't because he got the IDs of the scammers. He got the passports of the scammers. They know who to go after. They just won't. They showed a picture of one and, in fact, they showed a picture of a shirtless African man and said, does this look like a CEO to you? The most racist thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh if my we God. had video of that particular incident, they'd be over. It would, they'd it be, would be, you know, New York would, uh, excuse me, New Hampshire would be shut down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a yes. CEO and I can tell you, I've never worn a suit. Well, that's not entirely true, but I've almost never worn a suit, right? Like CEOs. Yeah. We wear t-shirts. On all, that, all CEOs like, have a chest. Roll. Right? This, this guy had a chest. And it's not like it was supposed to be him in his office. It was supposed to be him af- off hours or something like that just buying Bitcoin. So it, it wasn't... Yeah. Okay, it sounds a little weird if it's if we're saying he's shirtless in his office or something like that. But even then, Ian walks around shirtless in his office. Not that he's a CEO, I guess, but he's, um, you know, the head of the this equivalent. thing. No, he... Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. He's a minister of a church, but I mean, he would be equivalent of a CEO, um, probably if you know, if it was if it was a corporation or something like that. Yeah. There, you know, there's something else here too. Um, so 
most of these victims, they sent money to other sellers to buy Bitcoin. Um, the whole but for, you know, comment about how if it wasn't for Ian, you know, these people wouldn't have been, you know, wouldn't the scammers wouldn't have been successful. I that's hate a, hearing garbage. It's but for. It's a legal term. It means this wouldn't have but happened for. without Ian's conduct. That's what uh, well, Chris uh, is referring to. Good yeah. listeners. Right. That's that's absurd. Obviously, the, the sellers, it, it did occur without Ian because they bought Bitcoin. Most of these uh, victims bought Bitcoin from other sellers as well. Right. The church was just one small uh, piece of it. They bought some, all these people bought some Bitcoin from the church in the end, but not, mo- not most of what they bought was from yeah, <laughs> or the church. So it's, the whole but for just doesn't make any sense. You know, I agree with you completely on that. Uh, and like the evidence is simply this. You could have gone to localbitcoins.com and sorted by reputation, right? Of course, Ian was at the top of that because he conducted good business. Yep. Uh, he was honest. If, if he wasn't there at the top, though, somebody else would have been, and that's yep. where they would have gone. Yep. But they, but that's the thing. They did go to other people, too. It wasn't just Ian. Yeah, that's it was also gift right. cards, cash, or um, wires, online things like venmo it it might it maybe you know maybe you can make a stronger argument if not for localbitcoin.com or something like that but even there it doesn't make sense because there's other lots of other platforms out there too it's so it's just so absurd and the other thing that gets me is that you know in the church was doing kyc know your customer he was getting the ids where other sellers weren't so you know this whole this whole idea that like it anonymized the scammers is 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 total nonsense. Or just that, um, that Ian was making it easiest for the scammers. Like the the next seller would have made it harder no, for the didn't. scammers. No, they, the scammers the complained sellers. on his ratings that right. he made it too hard for them to scam. Right. Sellers got angry repeatedly at Ian, and they—I bet—if I bet they probably didn't go back to Ian. Um, maybe they did, only because they'd already jumped through the hoops at that point. But right. you know, it—the it, whole thing is just so ridiculous. Um, well, you know? and it, it speaks volumes about what the FBI cares about. Uh, they should change their acronym to the uh, Federal Banking Institution. Uh, because they don't care about you. They don't care about these little old ladies. They don't care about them getting scammed again. Some of these ladies, no. they even admitted uh, during one of the, I think it was uh, Aria's hearing, that uh, at least one or more of these uh, scam victims, these little old ladies, was still in contact with the uh, the no, scammer. Ian's trial on the stand. Yep, it was on the, at the trial. Uh, this, this lady uh, said that she had been Carla in contact. Sino. Carla Sino had been in contact with her scammer as little as a week before. Right. But now I won't talk to him anymore. No, but what she was saying was, and I asked them, I asked the FBI, like, if they want to ask me about him, and I keep talking to him, stringing him along, so that way I can give the FBI information, but they don't want to hear it. They don't want to talk to him. She wants the scammer caught. The FBI does not. Yeah. And she... Every... Every one of these scammers, um, or I'm sorry, every one of these victims that were on the stand, I do believe, um, was asked uh, about, you know, um, I lost my chance on it. Everyone on the stand or every one of the scammers was asked something? No, every one of the victims. Victims, sorry. um, They were asked, they were asked a question about Uh, whether uh, whether or not the FBI was going to go after their scammers or whether they were they were interested in their scammers like like going after them and asking questions about them and every one of them i believe said no 
Right. So the FBI was absolutely not interested in catching the scammers. They were only interested in Ian Freeman, according to the victims, to the, the government's own victims that testified on the stand. Yeah, and then and then the uh, the prosecution kept going. Well, Ian's a smart and sophisticated, uh, you know, type of person who designed this system to be. It's like, oh yeah, uh, no, no, the, you, more... you can't say that he is smart and sophisticated and a criminal when he has gone out of his way to do KYC on his customers. He's gone out of his way to actually catch other scammers. He's gone out of his way to work with other law enforcement departments when somebody alerted him to a scam to recover people's money. That's not somebody who's a criminal. Another annoying no, thing that he uh, the judge did today was he said that he wouldn't classify Ian as purposely doing something um not that he wouldn't per- classify him as purposely doing something wrong, but basically he said that he believes Ian followed the law purposely because he didn't want to get caught doing something wrong. So he's he's com- com- it, um uh, he's sorry accusing yes yeah, so like yeah. complying he's but only of complying with the law. Yeah, I'm not even joking. Like I can't re- remember exactly how he said it, but you got did you guys catch that towards yeah, the end? Yeah, it was hip- hypocritical yeah. of him. He, well, he was saying yeah. the ju- no, it's 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 worse than that. He's saying Ian. He followed the law closely so that way he wouldn't get caught in what he was doing. He's trying to say Ian's so smart, he was doing a workaround in a way. And that and that's why even though he can't find an actual thing he literally yeah. did wrong. If if he was if he was nefariously ripping people off, there would be no record of anything. I wish that these things were recorded so I could just remember exactly what he said. Well, I wish that they would allow a camera, 200-year-old technology, into a courtroom. Practically 200 years. Sorry, Chris. Can we talk? Can we talk about that? Because that's yeah. that's a very important point. The Ian actually used a weak password in like that was in like dictionary cracking wise that they cracked it in two weeks. It was I think it was two weeks is what they quoted. Two weeks. Okay, this is not a he, he did not set a password on that system to keep out the government. Okay, right. he's not a stupid man. That's one thing I think we can all agree on. He, if he was trying to keep the government out, there wouldn't have been evidence on that computer. Right. This guy was running Linux on his system. He could have installed uh, – there, there's a program that basically makes your hard disk read only. Yeah. That means nothing is preserved forensics-wise. So why did, um, he, uh, why, why did he encrypt it and then make a easy password? Because he <laughs> – this is Ian, man. You want he wanted to take this to court. He wanted he did. that evidence on that computer proved his innocence. It didn't prove his guilt. They just twisted it around as a because they you know they lied with every other word out of their mouth. The prosecution they twisted it around. Yeah, and, and I don't know how guilty. closely you paid attention to all of the evidence presented because you know these trials can get boring from time to time. Yeah, They're all a bunch of bureaucratic procedure. But uh, it seems to me, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Every piece of evidence the FBI presented, they got from Ian. I think, Most of it? I think so. Yeah. So they did no yeah. work. Very little. They did no, no. real work they at all. They just looked no. at what Ian did and said, hmm, how can we make this look bad? And convince a jury yeah. full of bumbling idiots um, that well, the Ian FBI did something did, bad. The, the FBI didn't do any work. The prosecutors did. Once yeah. he tainted it over and said, hey, we got a scammer for you. You can finally look like you got a scammer. Here you go. There's there's something else too. Like so, there's other aspects of this. So Ian, they kept saying the word encrypted telegram. Well, first of all, 
e- the encrypted telegram as if that's somehow making it like more secret or something, but that's actually not the case. The, the telegram encryption is the same encryption that's used on the website for local Bitcoin. There are secret chats which are and and encrypted, but Ian didn't use them, and Ian also yeah. didn't delete the chats with the customers, which is something you can do on Telegram. That actually proves he wasn't trying to hide anything. They kept trying to make and it sound like it's are. illegal for privacy in general, but also, yeah, uh, right. talking on Telegram. That's just evidence right. of a crime, apparently. And and. And you know the other thing is like they were kind of like some I, I forget like I forget who it was that was laughing almost but like they were talking about how well he clearly didn't care about privacy because of you know like he because he kept this stuff right Hey Chris and, we got we got to go to a break uh, I'm just gonna say thanks for the call man We'll talk to you again Appreciate you uh, It is Free Talk Live uh, We have to go to a break There's The indictments against Ross Albrecht in the District of Maryland were dismissed with prejudice, meaning they can never be refiled. This is especially good because those indictments contain the only charge ever made that Ross engaged in murder for hire. This was a serious allegation that Ross Albrecht denies. It was never prosecuted or ruled on by a jury, but was trumpeted by the federal government and the media as if it were proven fact. The Maryland court held these indictments for almost five years, poisoning Ross's case and leaving him under a cloud of unproven allegations. As explained in Ross's appeal to the Supreme Court, the fact that the judge used these allegations to give Ross a draconian sentence of double life without parole violated his Sixth Amendment right to a jury trial. Judges are required to issue sentences based on convictions decided by a jury, not unproven allegations, never even charged at trial. Although this is a positive development, the dropped indictment will not set Ross free. Now, a presidential pardon is Ross's only hope of freedom. Sign the petition at freeross.org. FreeRoss.org. Eleutheromania. The insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. If you want to know the latest about Free Talk Live before we go on the air, all you need to decide is how you want it delivered. It's your choice. Visit news.freetalklive.com to receive our usually weekly news updates by email. Plus, we have a Twitter account at twitter.freetalklive.com, and you can follow us on the decentralized Mastodon platform at toot.freetalklive.com. So please follow us at toot.freetalklive.com and sign up for our emails at news.freetalklive.com. The latest episode of Free Talk Live continues with Hour 3 up next after the news here at listen.freetalklive.com. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Nick Harper. Former U.S. President Donald Trump is in court for the first day of his civil trial on fraud charges in New York. Proceedings were delayed after Trump launched an attack on both the prosecutor and the judge. The future of his business empire will be decided in a trial that's expected to last three months, as FSN's US correspondent Simon Marks reports. The judge and the prosecutor were forced to wait while Donald Trump launched his nine-minute broadside against both of them, insisting he's the victim of a witch hunt aimed at dismembering his business empire and derailing his efforts to win back the U.S. presidency. We have a rogue judge. We have a racist attorney general who's a horror show who ran on the basis that she was going to get Trump before she even knew anything about me. This has to do with election interference, plain and simple. 
They're trying to damage me so that I don't do as well as I'm doing in the election. Trump then stalked into the courthouse for the first day of a trial that could ultimately see the New York authorities able to fine him $250 million and dismember his business empire. U.S. Republican lawmaker Matt Gates has again threatened to remove Kevin McCarthy from his position as Speaker of the House of Representatives. It comes after McCarthy worked with Democrats to pass a resolution that prevented the government shutdown over the weekend. During a speech on the House floor, Gates again teased a possible motion to vacate, a vote on removing Kevin McCarthy. Under current House rules, just one congressman can force a vote, and Gates says McCarthy's willingness to work with Democrats shows a betrayal of the Republican Party. It is becoming increasingly clear who the Speaker of the House already works for, and it's not the Republican conference. Members of the Republican Party might vote differently if they heard about his secret side deal with Joe Biden on Ukraine. California Governor Gavin Newsom has chosen LaFonza Butler, a Democratic strategist and advisor to Kamala Harris's presidential campaign, to fill the U.S. Senate vacancy left by the death of Dianne Feinstein. She'll be the only black female senator and the first openly LGBTQ plus person to represent California in the chamber. Everson Skate Fisher reports from Washington. LaFonza Butler had been serving as president of EMILY's List, an organization that works to elect Democratic female candidates who support abortion rights. She would become only the third black woman in the Senate in U.S. history and will serve through the end of Feinstein's six-year term to January 2025. Governor Newsom said he would not pick one of the candidates who are running for the seat, disappointing supporters of U.S. Representative Barbara Lee. A pair of scientists whose work led to life-saving COVID-19 vaccines have been awarded the Nobel Prize. Their research is now being used to try and help fight other diseases, including cancer. From Bureaus Worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, what's in a tree? That's a question that has been roiling the UK since last week's discovery that one of the country's most beloved trees had been chopped down in an act of vandalism. For centuries, the tree had stood proudly in the Sycamore Gap near Hadrian's Wall in the north of England. But on Thursday morning, it was discovered on the ground, apparently the victim of someone wielding a chainsaw. The country has been in mourning ever since. Andy Jasper is the head of gardens and parklands for Britain's National Trust. I mean, for me, I'm finding this whole thing incredibly moving because what it's showing is that actually the public do care. They really care about these um, these things, which is why there's such a visceral reaction to the the whole um, sense of loss that's coming from this, uh, this this tree that's been felled. You know, if you're away from England at at some point in time and you close your eyes and you think of England, you often think of this sort of green and pleasant land with these um, sort of forests, oak forests, and that sort of stuff. It's so ingrained in our very nature. Also, trees are a symbol of hope. And just remember that actually um, you can regenerate. And indeed, there are early hopes that the tree can be saved by using shoots that may grow from its stump. The criminal investigation into its demise continues. In its prime, it was one of the most photographed features on Britain's national landscape. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. And the main news again, former US President Donald Trump is in court for the first day of his civil trial on fraud charges in New York. US Republican lawmaker Matt Gates has again threatened to remove Kevin McCarthy from his position as Speaker of the House of Representatives. 
And California Governor Gavin Newsom has chosen LaFonza Butler, the Democratic strategist, to fill the US Senate vacancy left by the death of Dianne Feinstein. That's Feature Story News, Nick Harper reporting. Pennington is reeling this hour from one of the biggest stories we've seen in decades. That's right, Kathy. Mayor Sue Hallinan has stepped down following revelations of her involvement in a coupon forging scandal. After a week of fervent denials, Mayor Hallinan admitted that last Thursday she used five counterfeit coupons on a weekly shopping trip to the Kroger for a savings totaling $14.81. Once you've made a fake coupon and you've had a taste of that power, it's hard to stop. Mayor Hallinan also apologized for her first response to the controversy when she blamed Jared the Paperboy for stealing her coupons and replacing them with the fakes. I don't know what to say. She could have ruined my career. I hope she goes to jail forever. And in what many are saying is the ultimate indignity, Mayor Hallinan's photo has been put up on the Kroger's so-called banishment wall in between such undesirables as the Fredericks boy and infamous gum thief, Mr. Ivins. This is the Onion News Network. And it is Free Talk Live. Uh, We're going to just fade that out a little bit there. Uh, We're having some technicalities with our bumper music, so we're having to do things a little differently. Uh, So did you turn that down? Wasn't that us? uh, Sorry, maybe I just don't know what you did over there. It's fine. Uh, It was an ad, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just that. That's all Mm. it is for us right now. Okay. Uh, So whenever the... uh, you know, whenever that comes up, I have to do a thing. And whenever it's time to come back, I have to do a thing. Hmm. And so you're just going to hear weird things. So bear with us, guys. It's only for today. Uh, so we're back. Uh, 603-283-6160. Uh, in the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's me, Bonnie. And me, Mark. Hey, me, Mark. Me, Mark. Not, I always laugh at that. Not meme, Mark. Right? Not meme, Mark. Magic, Mark. Mag- magic, Mark. <laughs> I always laugh because in that commercial, he says, email me, Mark. <laughs> There's probably no resolution for that either. <laughs> like M I Mark or M Y M E is it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've had quite a day. Uh, the the folks here in the Free Talk Live studio, uh, as Ian Freeman uh, was sentenced to eight years. Yep. For the crime of selling Bitcoin to willing customers. I think one thing that we I haven't asked is uh, how long is Ian going to do on that? How yeah, long is he going to? Like people want to know that. Yeah, that's one of the first questions. I, as though anybody has an answer. Well, everybody has answers, right? Well, because, Aria you know. did tell me that just by looking at the guidelines for good time, which she apparently has access to, looking at that, she did some math and she came up with about four, four and, and a half, half. Yeah, to five years. Now, the one thing I don't know in that four and a half to five years, is that another two years off for, say, work release, where after, like, let's say three years, Ian goes to work release and that does, say, two years in work release and then is released? Well, yeah. She, I don't know. She said that is worst case scenario. That's like, that's only good time. Oh, wait, wait. That's only the FSA credit, whatever that means. I, I think I that's what, what it is, is. Yeah. Um, but it's this new thing that came out, and that's like without good time. So that's worst case scenario. Is like the prison Ian doesn't, social's credit score. It's there's a new <laughs> thing. I yeah. can't remember what it's called. I think it's FSA, and um, basically they give you this um, 
after a certain amount of time that Arya was in, she got some kind of like equation she could use, and it tells her how much time is getting cut off. They take they're taking off like basically a third of most prison sentences now, and um, so Arya did that calculation on Ian's, and basically said even if he didn't get any good time, he didn't get any kind of deals in in general that you can use to get the, uh, time off. The worst case scenario would be five years, right? With that new law. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not, uh, I've never been to prison. Uh, I've never been sentenced to anything that carried a prison sentence. So I, I don't know. Uh, I know a few people who've, who've been. Uh, generally, people who've been, they don't really want to talk about it much when they come out. And it feels like everybody has such different stories. It's like what your experience, it, it may vary. You yeah. Know. Well, I, I think that the number one thing about prison is not wanting to be there. Right. You just want to go. Right. And that mostly, uh, I spent eight and a half years in a Florida state prison, and I've got some whoppers, right? I can tell you the time about uh, about the time that Johnny Augustine bit the ear off of a dude uh, at the racquetball courts, right? Yep. I can tell you, um, you know, when Donald McDougal, uh, when I heard about Donald McDougal getting his head beat in with a, what's the, it's a horse, the, the pole from a horseshoe pit. Like a um, oh, train yeah. um, uh, track stake. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, some whoppers. But this was over the course of eight and a half years, month upon month upon month, the boring, same old stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that's really mostly what it's like. Now, Ian's not likely to go to a place. I I mean, I was in prison um, until the Florida Supreme uh, was released by an order of the Florida Supreme Court. Um, I was in prison for murder. Right, and they're not. They never claim that I killed anybody. They're just saying, "Oh, well, you're too close and stuff." Yeah, um, you were nearby, <laughs> therefore guilty. And um, but in Ian's case, there's no victim. There's no violent crime. There's right. no victim. You know things like well, that. Well, and, and I'm not really speaking to like the prison experience so much as as the question of you know how does one get sentenced to X amount of time, and then how does one get out before that amount of time has expired right how what is the calculation what behaviors do you need to exhibit in order to acquire this uh whatever it is this good time or whatever i can tell you um what it was like for me so for instance we had things called disciplinary reports and a disciplinary report would affect your game time uh a cc which was a correctional consultation was kind of like a warning ticket and a dr disciplinary report was a ticket okay and so the dr would stop all gain time for that month and the month after what's and gain time extra time that is not day for day so this is like like so it's a good if, thing. if if you get these good marks then you get like a reduced day on your sentence or something right. it, along now, that time? it depends on all kinds of sentencing calculations sure. and and that sort of thing oh wait so, sorry i guess i did misunderstand so drs and ccs are bad Yes. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. They're like write-ups at your employer. Right. They, so they give you a warning. By default, you get the gain time. Yep. If you get the uh, ticket, then it you don't. It pauses your gain time. So gain time is good is what I meant. Yeah, okay. And uh, in, in Ian's case, I, I don't expect... Ian didn't have any problem the previous times he's been in jail. He's not going to have any problems otherwise. He just doesn't have problems like his prosecution, uh, you know, not prosecution. Um, the probation officers like him. I, Everybody likes him. I just had... Uh, I, I'm not going to say the best thought. It's it's really not. But I just had a thought that made me smile for the first time all day today. Uh, dear government, <laughs> putting Ian in a prison 
is only going to give Ian a bunch of people to convert to libertarianism. Right. The last people yeah. you want converted convicts. <laughs> it just occurred to me that, like, Ian's going to go in there and people are going to, you know, they're going to get to know him and he's going to get to know them. And he is going to be able to describe his philosophies, you know, exactly the way they are. Uh, and he's going to have plenty of time. He's going to have plenty of time. He's going to have access to a library, uh, reference materials, all that kind of stuff, uh, law libraries and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so. Uh, it, it occurs to me that uh, the government may have just, uh, you know, s- sort of sealed their own deal by well, by putting him amongst people who are probably the most receptive to hear about how bad the state is. More people maybe can't come libertarian voluntarists um, because of this. And right. today, my sister said, honestly, after watching this, all this stuff happen, I I just want to buy Bitcoin more. I want to get a uh, I want to start buying Bitcoin with my new paycheck. Yeah. And far outside and right on. That's the thing about Bitcoin. Government can target individuals. Governments can target, uh, we'll call it terrestrial businesses, right? Uh, anybody that's you know signed up for a business license or an EIN number, that kind of a thing. Uh, they can they can target those things. They can target exchanges, which is a business uh, also run by individuals. But what they can't do is target Bitcoin itself. Right. They've been trying for a long time. If you think that it's just the FBI going after like Bitcoin dealers, uh, trying to like set an example, that is what they're trying to do. Yes. But that's not all they're trying to do. Uh, governments around the world and individual hackers and nefarious people have all been attacking Bitcoin, the cryptocurrency. None of them have succeeded. The only success anybody's ever had around Bitcoin comes from what they call uh, social engineering. Mm, right yeah. where uh you know somebody pretends like they're you or somebody uh, figures out you know you posted something you answered one of those stupid facebook posts about like hey where were you born and uh what was the name of your first dog and like all the questions like your bank is supposed to ask you if you respond to any of that online you're getting scammed mm. right somebody's trying to figure out what your password is and they're trying to hack you that's the only success anybody's ever had they're only able to hack individuals by either guessing or social engineering themselves into a position where people believe that they're the rightful owner of like a wallet or something like that. Uh, so Bitcoin itself has never successfully been attacked. It's true. And it couldn't be. Right. And the government knows this. So I think. I did think of another thing that was huge today. Really quick. Happened really quick. But it's um, a new development. So far, they have the prosecution has asserted that the Shire Free Church was not real, and the judge hasn't commented on it. But today, the judge said that he tends to agree that the Shire Free Church is not real. Wow, I missed that. I didn't, I, I didn't hear that part. He said that today. I, okay, I, I, I will said, look for that in the transcript said, whenever it becomes available. He said it basically. The prosecution alleges that he. Uh, So he says that he was doing things under the auspice of a church, but the prosecution alleges that it was business, and I tend to agree. uh, It's not a church. It's a business. So I remember him saying something about the business. I must have missed the context of his answer there. Um, Well, uh, so his opinion on it isn't a ruling, to be hmm. clear. That's not the judge saying a judge that has any ability to say that to say that say the Shire Free Church doesn't exist. Yeah, that's not some the, yeah. The one guy who could say 
testified during Ian's trial and said, Ian's church is a church. Um, that is a New Hampshire bureaucrat that uh, came up there. Right. And whereas the judge Wait, could say. said that? Sorry. The, a New Hampshire bureaucrat. Oh, I don't know could that. have. Yeah, the, the representative from New Hampshire who said, yep, this is how you make a church in New Hampshire. And, and yep, this Ian is filled out the paperwork. Oh, uh, we had that? I don't remember that At now. Ian's trial, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, I just forgot that. Yeah, that occurred. And now, the judge could say that Whoa. these actions that were taken under the umbrella of the church were inappropriately applied to the church and should have been called business or something like that. Right. And, and like, this wasn't a ruling, so the verbiage doesn't matter. But I'm just saying that there's nothing wrong with the Shire Free Church. Shire Free Church exists. Right. It, it doesn't change anything in my life, yeah, but yeah. It, it's just... Yeah. And even if governments like burned up the paperwork, the Shire Free Church would still exist. Yeah. Right? Uh, yep. It exists because you say it does and because it has participants. And let's not forget that this courtroom was full of people. People who were cheering for Ian when he walked into the room. People who believe very firmly in the same moral code that Ian espouses. Now... Some of them would say they're a church members. Some of them would say, I don't know what church you're talking about. But that's kind of the point of the Shire Free Church all along. Yeah. The Shire Free Church has, in, the, the intention of the Shire Free Church isn't to have a bunch of members or for you to know what it is. The purpose of the Shire Free Church is that you follow its moral code. And if you're following the moral code of not initiating violence against other people, well, then success, the Shire Free Church is doing what it wants to do. Like, I don't need a steeple. I don't need yeah. you to love Shire Free Church. I don't need you to bow and kiss rings right. of, uh, you know, religious figures. I don't need any of that because right. that's not morality. Right. Morality is a code by which you uh, conduct yourself. And uh, before we go to your, your calls, so we do have one holding I do want to give a shout out to the Freedom Community of New Hampshire, all of you. You know who you are. I saw your faces. I shook your hands. I hugged you. You hugged us. Uh, everybody who showed up last uh, at part one of this hearing, the sentencing hearing, yep. half of the courtroom was feds on their laptops and cell phones. The other half was us, because the we Freedom got there Community. Faster. Yeah. Or, or this time we got there faster, so... I don't know what happened, and I'm not asking any questions. I'm just very grateful yeah. that the main courtroom was packed with the Freedom Community of New Hampshire. I'm very grateful, and I want to say thank you to everybody who showed up today. People decided to go in earlier instead of just waiting to be allowed, or being, you know, wait for Ian to go in, you know. Yep. Um, so instead of the feds filling up the whole right side of the courtroom, we had lots of people outside and then the left side completely full and um it's not that there was even more people this time than last time i would say that 9-11 his initial here uh sentencing hearing had more people but not by a lot i think there was like 80 people today and there was 100 people last time it was really close and i am so grateful for everybody who came out that's that's what i'm trying to get across is yeah. thank you to everybody like i i i can't speak for ian but if i could i think he would also be like thank you guys so much for yeah. your support um, so that's that. Uh, let's go to, I believe this is Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, first of all, anybody who was there in the courtroom should read the uh, district attorney's press release on the district court, uh, the district of New Hampshire uh, courthouse website. Yeah, I did. And uh, Ian's 
Friedman is sentenced to eight years in prison for operating a Bitcoin money laundering scheme, uh, Monday, October 2nd, 2023. Just notice all the differences between what this press release says and what you are actually observed in the uh, courtroom, how, how they fail to mention that uh, Ian was simply selling people Bitcoin uh, and that the, the people uh, were being scammed and uh, going along with the scam and everything. <clears throat> One of the things that uh, people need to also uh, consider, whenever you see uh, warnings on money transfer businesses uh, telling you watch out for these. These are some of the signs. Uh, you know, before you uh, wire somebody some money, it's probably could be a scam. Mm -hmm. One of the things, one of the red flags that isn't there is watch out if anybody told you to lie to us. You know that. I mean, wake up. That's they true. Say, wake up. <laughs> if somebody is told you to lie to us, wake up out of your uh, daydream that uh, you met Prince Charming, because Prince Charming isn't going to tell you to lie to us. Okay, so so that that's a, a wake up right there. Uh, it's absurd that they're uh, punishing Ian for simply selling Bitcoin to people who chose to buy it. Yeah, it uh, is. And, yeah. Uh, that, uh, but keep in mind, first of all, the judge uh, mentioned being constrained by a ruling of the First Circuit Court of Appeals uh, saying that Bitcoin is funds. And therefore, the District of New Hampshire Federal Court, U.S. Uh, court for the District of New Hampshire, has to go along with that and tell the jury that, that the jurors that Bitcoin is funds because the higher court has already ruled that. And then it's going to go to the Supreme Court sooner or later, and the Supreme Court might uh, not hear the case, or they might hear the case. We don't know how that's going so, to go. So we know that there's no legislation on cryptocurrency, no legitimate le legislation, even in the eyes of the, you know, the, what do we call it, the bureaucrats, the politicians, right, the, the lawmakers, right? Surprise, this is uh, funds, and therefore we're going to throw you in prison because you vote. Uh, broke a law. You know what? Another one that they've been pulling, uh, been known to pull, uh, under the Foreign Account Tax Compliance Act, they're going after uh, people who were born in the United States who are living in other countries. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, th uh, they aren't filing federal income tax returns and paying federal income tax to the United States because they're not United States citizens anymore. They took the oath to Her Majesty the Queen. Uh, and now there's Canadian citizens, mm -hmm. and under the statutes at the time, fed U.S. federal statutes, they lost their United States citizenship when they did that. Yeah. Along comes the United States Supreme Court and says, well, that conflicts with the 14th Amendment, where it says that they're citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside because they were born in the United States, and overturned the federal statute on which these people were relying. And so guess what? You were United States citizens the whole time. How come you haven't been reporting <laughs> your bank accounts? So I want to go back for just a second, though, because uh, we established that uh, there's no legislation about Bitcoin. Uh, Tom, I don't know if you're... It's Tom's phone. Ian um, was having me turn down his yeah. phone every time yeah. I talked there, to him. Maybe he's just a little too close or he's got something on in the background. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Ian like did some troubleshooting uh, with him. Apparently Tom, it's just th his phone. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. Um, we've been uh, talking about uh, uh, the sentencing and the, the, the parts of it that are concerning to me right now and what Tom was talking about is, uh, or alluding to, 
there is no legislation about Bitcoin. What is Bitcoin? Yep. Uh, Bitcoin entrepreneurs. Your representatives uh, yeah. in Washington have not taken the time to define what Bitcoin is. And they don't mind throwing Ian in prison for eight years, but they will not take the time to define the laws that surround Bitcoin. And at this point, the judiciary is trying to figure that out itself. And, and trying to legislate. Legislating this, from the bench. Right. And I, my question is, is that Ian's crime supposedly started in like 2017, 2016. I don't remember yeah. exactly. Exactly what was he supposed to know about this then? Right. Like, you know, I mean, all, most of this, most of these rules that have come out, uh, you know, around this uh, much later. Yeah. Well, and, and so that's the point that I'm getting at, and you mentioned legislating from the bench. Now, I don't know what that means in legalese. I know what it means to me. That means like, oh, the court made a decision, and now every other court case is using that as precedent, and now that counts as law until it's overturned by the Supreme Court, or just it it goes on, and now it is law de facto. Exactly. It doesn't work the way you were taught that it works in high school, where there's a legislative branch, there's a judicial branch, and there's an executive branch. No, the judicial branch can also create laws de facto, like you said, and it's not right. And so that's the concern that I have here is that this is what's happening. In this case, uh, at least, they have decided, and maybe they did it because of precedent in another case, which only strengthens the argument, they have decided that Bitcoin is funds, Bitcoin is money. Actually, no, this is novel. This judge... Judge LaPlante has decided this himself. There's not He hasn't um, pointed to some um, court case where another judge said Bitcoin is co- funds. He, this is novel. He had to address this in um, Gary Arrow's, attorney Gary Arrow's motion, motion. to like dismiss guy. on um, the EPA versus, sorry, I forget what it's called, motion, uh, yeah. it, sorry, doctrine, some, man, I can't remember what it's called. It's called um, major questions doctrine. So, the major questions doctrine had been overturned. The EPA or the EPA case had been overturned. That right. used to make it to where um, agencies, three-letter agencies, can regul make laws basically from regulations, and then that got overturned. And so the judge had to answer the question of what does it actually fall under the um, Patriot Act laws that they're charging him under. And he, um, or is this a major question? Because it's never been asked before. Right. And he said, actually, no. Uh, funds uh, is in the Patriot Act laws, and anybody could um, understand that Bitcoin would be a fund, and therefore, I don't think that it's a major question because even if when they wrote these laws in two thousand one, they didn't know what Bitcoin was. They knew what funds were, and now Bitcoins. Funds to him, even though it. So uh, Laplante made that yeah. assertion. That wasn't based yeah, that on was previous new... case law. Yeah, exactly. Uh, even more legislating from the bench, right? right? Here's a judge who completely does not understand Bitcoin. Right. right? He, he said that Bitcoin has three parties: you, the blockchain, a, a middleman. He said, and the person you're sending to. That's yeah. what he said. That's not true. Yeah, and so he obviously doesn't understand the technology. Uh, they were also able to convince. Uh, and I think you mentioned this today to one of the cameras when we were outside after the thing, uh, that uh, Bitcoin does not get transmitted. Yeah. Right? That's not like, it. like Bitcoin doesn't show up in my wallet, 
right? And then I send it somewhere else. In the like, low IQ that's, judge. That's, that's the way we talk about it because this is how you talked about money originally. Sure. Right? Not And so it makes money it easier. Money was a thing that existed in space. Right. And, and In many cases. And money has a particular lingo to it, right? When you're talking about cash, you have a wallet. You keep it in your pocket. You have a number of bills in there. They're different denominations or ones and fives and tens and twenties or whatever it is, right? And so in order to make adoption easier for humans, uh, they develop these things called wallets, right? They're not really wallets. They're pieces of software. And what these pieces of software do is just track the ownership, the current ownership of the Satoshis, right? And associates it with your wallet. Right. Whatever that wallet is. Now, when uh, Mark and I agree to, I don't know, you know, you're selling me a you know, used car mm-hmm. and I'm like, OK, here's 500 bucks and I send you 500 bucks in some cryptocurrency. Right. That money never actually moves. It's just a reassignment of the ownership. And Mark, you may be right. No, no, we can. Yeah, yeah. Is it? The several oh, there we go. Commercial time. We'll be back. Cable or satellite menu force feeds you. Explore cordcuttersnews.com. It's a buyer's guide for spending less or spending nothing on television. Founder Luke Buma told me that for the vast majority of Americans, everything they want to watch is available streaming. The only reason many still subscribe to cable or satellite is live sports, and many team channels now offer streaming. Some cord cutters do end up paying cable-sized money, but what they end up with is 100% their menu. How are you coping? Post your inflation hacks at anduncanquoteme.com. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Nick Harper. Former U.S. President Donald Trump is in court for the first day of his civil trial on fraud charges in New York. Proceedings were delayed after Trump launched an attack on both the prosecutor and the judge. The future of his business empire will be decided in a trial that's expected to last three months. As FSN's U.S. correspondent Simon Marks reports. The judge and the prosecutor were forced to wait while Donald Trump launched his nine-minute broadside against both of them, insisting he's the victim of a witch hunt aimed at dismembering his business empire and derailing his efforts to win back the U.S. presidency. We have a rogue judge. We have a racist attorney general who's a horror show who ran on the basis that she was going to get Trump before she even knew anything about me. This has to do with election interference, plain and simple. They're trying to damage me so that I don't do as well as I'm doing in the election. Trump then stalked into the courthouse for the first day of a trial that could ultimately see the New York authorities able to fine him $250 million and dismember his business empire. U.S. Republican lawmaker Matt Gates has again threatened to remove Kevin McCarthy from his position as Speaker of the House of Representatives. It comes after McCarthy worked with Democrats to pass a resolution that prevented the government shutdown over the weekend. During a speech on the House floor, Gates again teased a possible motion to vacate, a vote on removing Kevin McCarthy. Under current House rules, just one congressman can force a vote, and Gates says McCarthy's willingness to work with Democrats shows a betrayal of the Republican Party. It is becoming increasingly clear who the Speaker of the House already works for, and it's not the Republican conference. Members of the Republican Party might vote differently if they heard about his secret side deal with Joe Biden on Ukraine. 
California Governor Gavin Newsom has chosen Lafonza Butler, a Democratic strategist and advisor to Kamala Harris's presidential campaign, to fill the U.S. Senate vacancy left by the death of Dianne Feinstein. She'll be the only black female senator and the first openly LGBTQ plus person to represent California in the chamber. Everson Skate Fisher reports from Washington. LaFonza Butler had been serving as president of EMILY's List, an organization that works to elect Democratic female candidates who support abortion rights. She would become only the third black woman in the Senate in U.S. history and will serve through the end of Feinstein's six-year term to January 2025. Governor Newsom said he would not pick one of the candidates who are running for the seat, disappointing supporters of U.S. Representative Barbara Lee. A pair of scientists whose work led to life-saving COVID-19 vaccines have been awarded the Nobel Prize. Their research is now being used to try and help fight other diseases, including cancer. From Bureaus Worldwide, this is FSN. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. All right, we're back. It is Free Talk Live. A special Monday night edition here on, well, October 2nd. Uh, I don't know if it's serendipity, if it's uh, karma, if it's, uh, you know, if you're a religious person, you know, is it God's work? That um, Ian's sentencing trial part one was on 9-11, and then his sentencing part two was... Uh, the day after Russell Brick's uh, beginning of his 11th, 11th year, year yeah. in, yeah, in prison, right? Like these two events coincide slightly around Ian's sentencing. And that makes me feel weird. Why? I don't understand why it makes me feel weird. Like, is it just because... Synchromysticism? <sighs> Maybe. That's a good word. I, I really like that word, word yeah. Yeah. Um, like I just can't help but feel like there's some either on purpose, right? Like like the government's like, we'll schedule it on nine eleven, so people will always associate Ian Freeman with nine eleven. I was telling uh, you know? Mark about this today, and also it wasn't just that. That's a weird one. Yeah. But also the jury started deliberating on the winter solstice. Even more weird. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's so many holidays. At some point or another, it's gonna you know cross up <laughs> whatever. I yeah, know. I guess. Well, and, you know, the government keeps making all these things up. You know what I mean? 9-11, January 6th, right? Yeah. They, they keep making these, these you know, uh, either a false flag operation or they'll title something that it's not, right? Like uh, January 6th, right? Uh, that's, uh, you know, oh, it was a guided tour <laughs> of, of the Capitol. So. I can't help uh, but think that Ian's trial being was so close to Sam Bankman-Fried's arrest yeah. right. that there was no way he could get a fair trial, plus the fact that uh, Free Staters aren't exactly the most loved group in the state of New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, and I, then the judge, um, pretending to be nice, went and brought up Sam Bankman-Fried to the totally jury. Totally did, yeah. Totally yeah. did. And like, but he did it in a way that he's like, I'm instructing you not to pay any attention. Don't think about Sam Beckman Freed. Right now, this huge I don't story. want you to think about his big curly uh, Jufro. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want you to think about him in the news when you see him because you will because you're not sequestered right. at all. Right? Like, yeah. duh. Uh, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. Uh, we've got Riley calling from New Hampshire. Riley, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Hey, everybody. So, you know, today is a bit of a sad day for all of us in the Liberty, Liberty community here in New Hampshire. Very um, much. You know, the last time Ian was put in the cage, I was not in New Hampshire, but this time I am. And, you know, it's it's sad for me to witness having a friend or a man that I consider to be a friend put in a cage. And I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. And so, you know, Free Talk Live will go on, but... You know, instead of looking this looking at this as a tragedy, I'm sure Ian would want to see how he used this as a catalyst to make things happen in New Hampshire. That's, so how do we? That that is a good question. I think that um, these events have a way of sort of self perpetuating. I'm not saying that we should do nothing, right? Uh, I I think that if anything, this decision. Uh, this trial, uh, the verdict, and now the sentencing uh, does nothing but solidify the freedom movement here in New Hampshire. Everybody that's even loosely affiliated with uh, anything freedom-oriented in New Hampshire knows about this case. People who aren't even libertarians know about this case, right? Uh, I think that... Ian would want us to use this as much as possible to increase the outreach, to increase the number of people, you know, moving like here to New Hampshire for the liberty movement or uh, achieving liberty in other ways. Uh, he would want us to use this information to grow other people's freedom. It's true. That's what he would want. Yes, absolutely. And I'm sure he would love to see how Free Talk Live changes. Maybe there might be some good changes for Free Talk Live in the future. You never know. I don't think Free Talk Live can ever be better without Ian. But it will still <laughs> go on. I mean, never say never, yeah. right? Like, you know, Ian is fantastic, and he's got, you know, this is his baby. Make no mistake about it. Uh, we're just <laughs> sort of custodians now, right? Uh, if uh, Ian doesn't have children, and this, <laughs> this is his child, and so, you know, we're sort of foster parents for a while. Yeah. Um, the other thing is Ian would want people to just continue on with the activism they're doing instead of stopping giving up feeling like, um, defeated because of it. Like, for example, I'm going to the Hillsboro courthouse tomorrow at 15 Antrim Road in Hillsboro, New Hampshire for my friend, uh, Preston H. Now's, it's just an arraignment, but he is entertaining. You'll want to, you would want to go yeah, to that guy's good. Everybody that I know that has seen his, his work has been like, that guy's great. He's great. He has so many followers on uh, YouTube that he just lives off of that. He doesn't have a, a nine-to-five job, job. job. Right, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not a lot of activists that can uh, pay their bills with their activism. Right. Uh, He's good. Normally, you have to get arrested on purpose, right? You have to sort of antagonize some things. Uh, you have to know the law very well and then go ahead and turn that around on the law to sue them to, you know, make some money and, you know, gain some followers, that type of a thing. Uh, it's very few people who can do it full time and get away with it. Uh, so I, I applaud him on uh, the work that he does. Uh, I've seen some of his videos. They're, they're great. If you can help, please do. Yep. It's Preston now on YouTube and his thing is tomorrow at 10 a.m. and the Hillsboro Court. Riley, what else do you want to talk about? Well, I'm just glad to see that activism is still alive and well in New Hampshire. Let's keep it going. Amen to that, Thank brother. Thank you, Riley. Thanks for the call, man. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, 603-283-6160 if you want to get in. Uh, we might have time for you. Uh, one of the things that I've been thinking about 
is uh, the the marshals that were there. Yeah, there were a lot of them. Uh, way more than there was any other time I've been there. Now, mm-hmm. I assume it's because of uh, Jason and uh, Footloose uh, th- at sentencing part one. Uh, they got arrested for attempting to bring cameras in to the federal courthouse. Yeah. Uh, they did this on purpose, of course, because they want to challenge the ruling. And the only way for them to do that, you can't just go to some lawyers and be like, hey, I'd like to sue the government. Yep. For not allowing, uh, you know, cameras, video, uh, in federal courtrooms. You can't just start a lawsuit like that, apparently. Apparently, you have to try to do the thing, get arrested, and then get into the system that way before you can get in front of a judge who can then, you know, they can present their evidence, they can present why it should be, how it's against the Constitution, et cetera, and so on. They can start jumping through the, the legalese battle, right, the second set of books after the arrests happen. So they did that during sentencing part one. They showed up, uh, they got arrested for trying to film inside a federal courthouse, and so there's a spinoff, if you will, if Free Talk Live is, <laughs> is a drama, uh, you know, then uh, the spinoff is what's going to happen to these two guys in their courtroom challenge of video filming, because that happened uh, at Ian's you know, part one sentencing trial. And I'd like to point out that this is sort of really important. The, I mean, the United States federal court system is the only court in America where you can't bring a camera. I mean, this is almost 200-year-old technology, and somehow these people are still scared of the box. All it does is make people more safe if you uh, get to film your interactions with any dangerous terrorists like the federal government. I watched Seth A-Frame use racism to convict my best friend of a crime he didn't commit, and I can't do anything about it because there's not a camera to record it, and I am livid about it. Yeah, I and, and I I, like I'm going to tell you what happened so that you don't think I'm just using the uh, the racist thing. He pointed at a black man, happened to be from Nigeria, and he said, "Is this what? What, what was the statement? Does this look like? A Does CEO? this look like a CEO to you? Yeah. Now, this. now here, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to ask you this: Are there black CEOs? Are there Nigerian CEOs? Do Nigerian black CEOs have chests? Because the man was without a shirt. <laughs> right, yeah. And the suggestion was this black man with a Nigerian passport, any reasonable person would not have sold him Bitcoin. Well, here's a surprise for you. Ian's not a reasonable person. Ian's an unusual person, and he would... He's the product of a public school system. There's no way he would ever think... To, th- to suggest that a person couldn't be a CEO. Because of his because skin he color. Was, because he was black. Or just something like being shirtless. Um, like, Ian doesn't care about social black norms. Black and shirtless, oh my God. Ian does not care about social norms in the way everyone else does. Like, for example, when my dog is barking at a dog that we're passing, I get really embarrassed when he does it. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. And when he does, I'm like, oh man, I want him to stop because it's like, if he just... Uh, calm down or got close to the dog, they would be friends. But now that these people are judging me because my dog's barking, Ian doesn't get embarrassed about that. He's like, it's dog. It's going to bark sometimes. He, he just doesn't get embarrassed at all. It, that's just one example. There yeah. are hundreds of thousands of examples since I've yeah. met Ian of times where 
I've been embarrassed about something and he just wasn't or that I thought, oh, that's not appropriate. And he just is like, why? Who cares? He just doesn't look at it that way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he looks at the world differently. He's a different personality. And yeah. this is why I really hate the legal, uh, what they call reasonable man standard. Mm. Terrible. Because what is a reasonable man? Were the people in the jury reasonable when they didn't use the law? In a court of law right. as a method of determining whether or not Ian had broken the law? Yeah, no, they weren't. They were unreasonable. Some of these people were re- requiring us to wear masks. I don't consider that reasonable. These people are obviously not Ian's peers. Yeah. Uh, let's go to some more of your calls and thoughts. Uh, let's start with uh, Cadu. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey there. Uh, yeah, I noticed... Uh, I heard a few times, like, you know, Ian would want this, Ian would want that, Mm -hmm. uh, so on and so forth. That's something sometimes you hear a lot, like, when people die. Yep. So I just wanted to remind everyone about the good news. He is is alive. (laughs) He is alive. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, he is alive, uh, and uh, I I believe you already heard from him today, uh, Bonnie. And so, yeah. You know, status pending. Uh, he's still alive, and he will have, you know, some sort of influence. He'll be able to call us, and he'll be able to, you know, give me pointers on broadcasting and, you know, how to do stuff here in the studio. I said this on the news today that I'm trying to keep it in perspective, like not only just uh, for myself because I don't want to just walk around feeling bad, but um, for like my work I want to do. Um, I'm trying to keep it in perspective. Ian's still alive. It's not like they put him to death. Um, he didn't get 20 years. And I just think that it, whenever you, you go through something really bad like I'm going through right now, it is in some way a gift because you're being granted the perspective to now have more empathy for other people when they're suffering. Could you? Yes. Uh, so, uh, sending love to all you guys and uh, shout out to uh, Press NH now. Awesome. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. Uh, let's move on to. We've got David in Georgia. David, you're on Free Talk Live. David in Georgia. David in Georgia, going once. Sorry about that. Uh, there you are. All right, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on yeah. your mind? Sorry about that. I uh, I saw Ian's sentencing on the uh, news.bitcoin.com, actually. Yeah. I forgot it was today. Thank you, Jamie Redmond. I read an article. Yeah, Jamie Redmond's great writer over there. He's been doing great work over there for a long time, and I, I follow him. And um, I just want to say that this is – it's a bad day, that's for sure. But as you've said earlier in the show, I think that people are going to rally around Ian, people in prison – that are with him are going to hear his philosophy and see that they are the ones that are hurt by the state. And I think you're going to get a lot of people convert um, to libertarianism through this and just watch the, just make sure to watch the system because Ian is alive right now and that's great, but Assange happened. Mm. So watch, watch out. Yeah. He might be Assange. Assange is dead? Uh, no, are you talking about Epstein? Well, oh. Assange is being starved and all kinds oh, of yeah. weird stuff. Yeah, yeah that's true. Apart. Yeah, uh, they're trying, still trying to extradite well, I'm him. I'm not going to live in that reality. So far, he's been in a um, pretty I, good prison, um, right. Merrimack. At, 
at this moment in time, uh, Ian called not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, said he was sitting there waiting to be processed, and he was said, watching I television. I saw you on TV, Bonnie. <laughs> right, he's I saw you on TV. <laughs> he did, mm-hmm. and then um, you know, so at this point. We don't have much to worry about, and we don't have any evidence that they're going to do that to Ian. One thing that is the average person doesn't know is the Department of Justice and the Bureau of Prisons, they're not even siblings. They're, 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 they're like warring cousins. <laughs> they really don't care anything about each other. Step cousins. Yeah. yeah. So, Step cousins. Uh, you know, what's happening to Assange? Terrible. There's no doubt about yeah. it. I don't know whether I think, I, I'm not scared of that happening to Ian. It's not the U.S. Not either. to say it couldn't. All right. Well, thanks for the call. Uh, so yeah. I don't uh, want to diminish uh, the, th- the thought process. Certainly, we should keep an eye on how Ian's doing. But Ari is doing okay. You so know, far. Not great. She'd like to get some more visits. Go to ariodemezzo.com. If you don't know how to spell it, neither do I. Go to Google. It'll show it for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's D-I-M-E-Z-Z-O. Yep. Right. Aria, A-R-I-A. Yeah. And uh, that'll show you how to write to her, send her books. Yeah, uh, you have to go to the Bureau of Prisons website to find out how to pay her a visit. Uh, I did so today because it's not on her website. Uh, I followed a link from her website that led me to the Bureau of Prisons. Then I went to like their menu and like figured out, okay, this is where it tells you how. So apparently, <laughs> in true bureaucratic form, there's a form that yeah. you have to download. And uh, you have to fill out part of it. Uh, the inmate, uh, in this case, Arya, has to fill out the other part of it. So somehow you got to download it, fill it out, figure out how to get it to her. They claim to give you instructions on the form. I, I didn't scrutinize the form because I didn't download it. I just saw the uh, the link for it. Uh, and then you have to send it in. Then Arya has to get it, fill out her form, and then somehow get that to the officials in the Bureau of Prisons. And then they... Will run a background check on you, or may, apparently, yeah. according to their verbiage, including the uh, NCIC, which is basically the same background check you would get for, uh, like, an employer, right? Somebody who requires you to have, like, no felonies or stuff like that uh, before you can get a job. So, uh, you know, if you want to put yourself in that position, please do. Aria could use the visitors, um, you know. I, I don't know how to communicate with her in advance for any of that. It seems like a completely arduous process to go through. Uh, so basically I'm saying the prison doesn't make it easy for these people to have visitors. Uh, if you can achieve the status of approved, then you can go and visit during approved visitors hours, of course. Yeah, I wish I could go. I am terrified of this uh, background check, um, you know. Yeah. Doesn't seem like it would go well for me. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, like to go visit somebody, really? To just, you know, say hello, right? You have to agree to be monitored any chance, and all that kind of stuff. Any chance they get to run your warrants, they're going to do it. Yeah. And I wouldn't doubt for a second they'll approve you. And then if you've got warrants, and then just <laughs> when you're there, nab you when you're there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like bait. Right, waiting yep. for the waiting and, for the ants. And as a guy that the FBI just very recently was trying to entrap, you yeah. know, trying to grab a hold of, yeah, it makes me really nervous. You know, ultimately they did uh, serve me a subpoena when I was getting off of a plane, but you know, I don't know what they're going to do next. Yeah, I don't feel safe in anywhere that the Boston uh, field office of the FBI has control. Do you think that it's bad if I owe money for going through tolls in Massachusetts? I don't think so. They're not going to try to get me to pay him when I get there. Yeah, I don't think so.
Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. Uh, I don't think so. But, you know, bureaucrats, when they want to, they're going to attack you, right? And the best that anybody can do is mitigate the damage. You are going to get damaged when these bureaucrats attack you. There's no question about that. Even if you go to court and you win, you've been punished for that entire duration, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you've spent money. You've spent hours. You've spent time. You've probably hired a lawyer or two, right? Uh, you, you've done all these things that you're never going to recoup. And nowadays they punish you before um, you're even found guilty of anything. So yep. you you will get actual punishment on the way to. Yeah. Take uh, you know, When was the raid? March the 21st, 2021. March 16th. 16th. March 16th. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh, March 16th, 2021. And it's now October of 23. Yeah. So more than two years, right, uh, that Ian has been subjected to house arrest, ankle monitor, his PC and his phone, you know, with uh, bureaucratic spy software on it. Not not even, I mean, the overt kind, not the secret kind. We all know the, that they have backdoors into uh, Apple and Android uh, for spying purposes. But this is overt, where, like, all of your stuff is monitored. Screenshotted. And you're aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. Disallowed from going to the Talkers um, thing where he won right. an award. Could, couldn't even go and accept his own award. Yeah. A lifetime achievement award, essentially. Yeah. Um, in the radio business, the most exclusive award in the radio business. This wasn't just some kind of ra- way for him to get out of the state of New Hampshire. Right. To what? To what? Go to Long Island? Right. Yeah. Um, to and, go hang out with a bunch of radio people. Right. right? This yeah. was to receive a legitimate award, and they wouldn't let him go. Yeah. I mean, like, even it's always a punishment when you're not allowed to leave the state that you're in. Even if, like, Ian never wants to live anywhere else. Like, he couldn't go visit his parents and go see his parents because maybe they're sad that he might go to jail for the next eight years and they're in their seventies. Um, he couldn't go visit my parents. My parents were very nice and drove all the way up here to visit us so they could meet Ian in real life. Nice. Um, I mean, it's just, it's a punishment when you're told you're not allowed to do something that you have every right to do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, who knows when Ian would go see his parents otherwise, but this kind of created a artificial urgency to do so, and he couldn't. Yeah. Uh, and then... You know, so let's say uh, you you get involved with the law somehow. You got to go to court. You're, you're punished. You know, before that happens, you're punished during, right? Because of the the expense and the time and all that kind of stuff. And and let's just say you win, right? Well, now you're scarred. Yeah. Right. Because you had to go through that process. Oh, don't forget you paid for the lawyer. Yeah. I mean, uh, or lawyers, depending on how many you had right. to hire to, you know, and retain to, to you know, figure out how to fight I, your case. I don't or know whatever. how much was spent in legal fees for this thing, but I can tell you that it was six figures. Well, many like mid six figures. And you got to think about what you're going up against too. Not many people can muster a defense when it comes to the federal government, sure. because. Not because there aren't people that don't have access to money or, you know, people who don't have money can't, like, put up a GoFundMe and start raising money for, for their stuff, uh, but because the federal government has unlimited labor, time, and money. Sure. Because and well, the, they make it all. The, 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 the court all. system treats them fairly. The, the prosecution, it shouldn't be fair. Because the prosecution's doing a really good job of convicting people. Something like 80% of people are convicted in court. 
Wow. In federal court. And only well, maybe 1% of charges make it to federal court, which means that the rest of them are dis- deposed in whatever manner the prosecutor wants to depose of them. The prosecutor wins 99% of the time and then 80% of that 1%. That's how unfair this is. That's a lot. It is. Ian had to know he was going to win when he went uh, lose when he went up on this, but... Yeah, you know, any given Sunday, you say there's a chance. There's a chance, right? Well, who won? Oh man! Of the of the crypto six, the closest I'd say to a winner was um, Rich Paul. That guy's uh, no. the luckiest hobo I've ever met. Things, uh, yeah, was out. it the uh, the grandmother? I, I'm not sure. I want to. Yeah, I shouldn't wants, say yeah. Yep. Uh, but but the grandmother, I think. But yeah, she won. somehow um, Rich Paul got a pretty good one. Um, plea deal, I guess. Not that I, I mean, I think it's like, I don't know, the best thing in the world or anything. Yeah. I mean, no one won, right? And that's that's what happens when bureaucrats attack. No right. one wins. If you think about even uh, Matt Roach, who was Ian's roommate, um, he was thrown in the back of a cop car and uh, questioned and all kinds of stuff told like that. He had to take his guns um, and put them in storage, pay for it. I mean, even my dog. Like, I'm not trying to be funny. My dog is literally scarred from people breaking into his house and taking Ian away from us, and he's not the same anymore. Yep. He's got uh, canine PTSD. And he's not going to be happy about Ian never coming home. He's not really... He doesn't... He knows. He doesn't notice yeah. anything yet, maybe, but... Uh, I mean, he obviously notices Ian isn't here, but... He's going to start being really upset because he, like, we always joke, he wants equilibrium. Like, he wants to sit in between us. He wants both of our attention. Um, he's going to notice after a couple days. Yeah. All right. Well, we're just about out of time. Uh, thank you for listening to this uh, special edition on Monday night of Free Talk Live. Those of you tuning in. Sorry, Ernie, but uh, we'll have you on next week. Yeah. And we'll get your show for this week posted so people can download it uh, and listen to it, you know, not on the radio. So check out Free Talk Live for that. Thanks, everybody, and peace. We'll see you next time. Some of you have wanted to support Free Talk Live's mission on a monthly basis, but don't want to support Patreon. Now we have an alternative that also helps our premier streaming platform, Odyssey. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click Join at the top of the channel. You can subscribe for $5 per month, and unlike other subscription services, Odyssey adds their processing fee on top, so it'll cost a little over $5 per month, but Free Talk Live will receive the entire amount you pledged. Higher donation tiers are available if you're feeling so inspired. You'll get a special membership badge that's visible in the Odyssey chat room, and if we get enough supporters, we may enable members-only chat.